Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. And wherever you are, welcome back within Thin Lines. My name is Vince Castaneda. With me, I have Randall Ives, one of the other co-hosts coming from Detroit. And our aspirations of our mission here within having a podcast, we've always talked about doing a little bit of a travel uh, experience. And personally, we are here today in Alabama, specifically the town of Dothan, at a cigar lounge called Havana Breeze. And we are giving you a bonus episode, a little bit of a inspirational and educational to further enlighten the culture of cigars and the art behind it. So we are here sitting at the Havana Breeze with the owner and designer and initiator, Mr. Butch. How are you today? Fine, fine. How you all, uh, all you guys doing out there in Detroit? Uh, here from Dalton, Alabama. Um, doing great, doing great. Everything's uh, running smooth after all this traumatic uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we just uh, built this business down here and uh, opened up in November 18 of 2019. It's uh, been doing great successfully, even though the pandemic uh, was around, but uh, thanks got everybody safe here and everywhere else. Uh, business is, is moving along, so it's been pretty great, pretty great. Sure, and you survived the, the pandemic then? Yes, sir. Yeah. Phenomenal. What, uh, what ins- tell me more about your, your organization. Like, where'd you start? How'd you get inspired to be here? Well, I've been smoking cigar for over 20 years. Um, even my mother's um, father used to grow tobacco in the island of Puerto Rico. And I used to help him, you know, clean up the fields and get the tobacco gathered up so they could make what we used to call rope tobacco, you know, chewing tobacco. You sell it by the, by the yard, and which you don't see no more. That's a, that's a dying breed that just faded away. Now we got all this fiberglass chewing tobacco stuff going on. Sure. So synthetic. Yeah. Trash. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty bad. But hey, maybe someday I might bring it back here. You know, I'm looking forward to it. I got I'm talking to some people on the islands about it. So sure. Otherwise than that, but um, you know, I've been here since uh, November 18. Like I said, 2019, we opened up, and uh, I designed my own uh, cigar lounge here. Uh, it took from traveling around the world basically due to my uh, past job and I put it all together in one and I had an architect draw it up and uh, here it is you know it's a beautiful layout you know? so you designed the layout yourself I talked with the architect the architect drew it the schematics sure. uh, I did give him the information what I wanted and how I wanted design and the purpose of it so everything basically in the shop is has a reason why the way it is you know, uh, due to my customers, I've seen places where you go, they have no privacy. Uh, it, but I'm saying by privacy, I mean you want to sit back, relax, and not have eyeballs in the back of your head. Right. You know, uh, staring at you, you know, basically. Uh, it's a very nice laid back. We got coffee, friendly people, and, you know, courteous uh, and all that. We got lockers. We got a nice re- uh, layout where you can sit back and reminisce. And, sure. you know, everybody's welcome here until you're done. And then, you know, hey got to go to the other thing. No, it's phenomenal. You know, I think uh, myself and Quinn Murphy, another guy over at a medevac unit I'm with, uh, we're down here in Alabama, Fort Rucker, taking a course. And uh, we were just, him and I, we love cigars. It's kind of our way to debrief. So we Google searched a local cigar place because it's been a while since we've been here and we wanted to check it out. And uh, found you on Google and we're just like, hey, let's go to it. Let's check it out. The reviews are there, which we're going to be talking about shortly here because you got some solid reviews. 
um, and we're pleasantly surprised. You know, we were immediately welcomed. Um, Thank you. Thank you. you. You know, we, we were greeted to the, the right place for the humidor. It was a walk-in humidor. Selections were organized. And you could tell about, about an organization and their cigars with how it's maintained. You feel it in the air the minute you walk in. You know, the temperature, the humidity, the, even if it's just the ventilation. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised with how organized your shelves were. It's like, oh, you got some... Not only do you have some really good organization, but you've got uh, you got some really good sticks that I haven't seen in a while. You know? <laughs> so you got a fascination taste, and uh, I don't know what. I guess ultimately, what what inspires you to stock a certain cigar versus others? Uh, well, uh, I'll give you a hint about it, but sure. <laughs> I don't like to put my my uh, need to know stuff. You know, right? Need but to know. I, yeah. Um, I just I, I select my cigars. Uh, my customers come in and they normally need to smoke, say Hoya uh, Nicaragua. It's one of those brands that you find in certain area in certain shops, and uh, it's sporadically. It's not all. Everybody used to carry when it first came out, but they, it's a, it faded away. So I, I tend to listen to my customers, and according to what they what they like to come and see and have. And into the humidor, well, that's why I get my cigars stuck in there. So, Why is that important to listen to your customers as a business? Well, the reason why is that you don't want to have a bunch of cigars that you're not going to sell. They're going to sit there and collect dust. <laughs> right. That's number one. Number two, you know, um, what's the sense of filling, getting a business like this and loading it up with cigars that you like and only you like and nobody else? You're never going to you're never gonna succeed. You know, the first three years, four years of this business is very important. So... You got to get your P's and Q's in order, you know? Sure, so, sure. But that's one of the purposes why you need to uh, listen to your customers, greet them with the utmost, you know, people skills that you need to have. Sure. Um, this is not a place where you could be timid uh, to having a good conversation with the customers also. Sometimes it's like a bartender, you know, you got to be a psychologist, you know, they come in. They might want to know some help with some information about cigars, accessories, or sometimes uh, might be who knows. You might be confident enough to have a little personal conversation, sure. Which every, it helps everybody, and this is a place of uh, relaxation and and you know need to know when you come here. You know you will learn. You know yep. I mean you will learn what you don't know and you walk out relaxed. You know right. And I think when we sat here, you know, John Wick 3 was playing, so it was always a good bonus. But, oh, yeah, you know, we, we did some studying, and <laughs> what I was impressed is that you sat with us, you know, and you had the conversation. Yeah. Well, that's, that's important. Yeah. I, I like for customers to know me. I'm not, you know, one of these guys that, you know, oh, Mr. Got a Business, let me sit in my office and, uh, sure. you know, let everybody have at it. No, it's good to it's good to uh, share, share the wealth. Right, uh, share the wealth. Yeah, share the wealth and, and happiness with everybody. You know, we need it. We need it right now in this world. We need it right now. The current situation in this yeah. world, we do need a lot yeah. more of that. Yeah. And that's what inspired me to, you know, finally say, hey, can you mind if I bring a couple of microphones and record a podcast with you? Because those two hours you sat with us, after hours even, it was just, it was mind-blowing. Some of the stuff yeah. you even taught us and educated me on, yeah. on cigars. You know, I'm not an expert. I know the cigars I like. But uh, I felt like the minute I walked in and simple questions you were able to ask me, and you already knew exactly which stick to refer me to. Yeah. And it, I was it, like, this man has got some skills. It's my it's my job. You know, and I have smoked basically all the cigars that you see in there. And the reason I did that is not because they're free to me. It's just sure. because you need to know what you sell. So by me doing that, I can specify to the customer correctly what, what they're looking for and what not to sell to them, you know? Sure. 
that's one that's another important thing i want to sell the cigar that 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 goes with the individual that wants to smoke it and if he's not a obvious smoker or you know connoisseur sure um i would like to get him in there and i have a couple of customers that i have show what to you know what to smoke and what to expect uh everybody palette is different you're sure. not going to get the same thing i'm going to get so that being said you know they they come right back and next thing you know in about a couple of months they go in there without my help, and they know what to select and all that. So, there you go. yeah, even ladies. 100%. Yeah, and just like, you know, we heard right there is a little bit of a doorbell. So we understand that you are currently on the uh, on the, on the the rocks or on the uh, job here. So we're going to move over as he goes takes care of, the go- of a uh, guest here. But another another gentleman that I met here while spending some more time is uh, Mr. Bentley. Uh, just like the vehicle, right? Um, totally different. No totally relation, <laughs> unfortunately. No right? relation. No. But uh, tell me more about yourself. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, hail from the great state of Georgia and uh, joined the, uh, the Army at the tender age of 20 and uh, retired after 21 years, almost 21 years of uh, military service. Um, Thank you for your service. Uh, self, self-deprecating. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, took a brief uh, five-year hiatus from flying. I'm a helicopter instructor pilot with, uh, well, I was with the Black, uh, Black Hawk in the Army. Sure. And uh, I um, uh, took a five-year hiatus, like I said, and did some contract work around the world and uh, not some nice places, if you can imagine. Sure. We've talked about that. Oh, yeah. That experience. And uh, so, yeah, I did that and uh, came back to contracting here at Fort Rucker now. So I'm flying the uh, UH-72 uh, as a uh, Lakota instructor pilot and, okay. and flight commander. So, yeah. And for those who are not aware, what's the uh, difference between a 72 and a uh, 60? Well, first of all, size. Okay, right. size matters. Okay, we all we all know <laughs> that, right? So, uh, yeah, the Blackhawk is uh, uh, designed for around 16825. Sure. Know? And uh, we have around $7,000. Uh, pounds okay for the for the LUH. Uh, both are utility helicopters and they have a wide range of uses. And so, uh, well, one's larger, one's smaller. So yeah, one's more capable, one's not. So, sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're currently using the the uh, UH-72, the Lakota, for a primary trainer here at Fort Rucker. Sure. And uh, we're teaching uh, Army flight school students how to fly helicopters. So, yeah. So you must love it then if you're still doing it. Well. It's it, it pays the bills, okay, sure. and uh, all things being equal, of course, uh, I'd, I'd love to have a, a nice cush job in some some academic field, okay, at a at a nice uh, university, one a university. So, uh, but uh, you know, I, I, they can't afford me right now. So, sure, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, so. It is what it is. <laughs> With that being said, why why are you here today? Why am I here today? Um, well, first off, you invited me, okay. <laughs> I mean. Who am I to say no to events, of course? There you know? go. And, uh, of course, Randy. Uh, and, of course, yeah, I believe in what you guys are doing. And so, yeah, uh, it's a great way to get the information out. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, you gotta you got to build your, your clientele just, or your listenership. That's and so uh, if there's anything that I can do to help generate that in, in a positive way, then uh, that's what I'm all about, man. I'm all about small business. Sure. I've you actually know. owned my own business before. So oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, you didn't know that, did no, you? No, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, I bought a, I bought a franchise, Planet Beach uh, Franchising Corporation. I bought a um, very expensive, uh, had a very expensive uh, layout. 
It's basically a, a an automated spa. Okay. And uh, of course, the way Butch runs his business, okay, is a lot different from, from the way I had to run mine. Uh, mine was mostly a female clientele. And the last they want is uh, some gray-haired old codger. Okay, he'll hey, how you doing? <laughs> right, right. So I, I generally had to have a female face uh, up there uh, as the face of Planet Beach and to greet the customers and and do basically what uh, Butch is doing with his clientele here as well. So, and uh, uh, however, unfortunately, the uh, the downturn in the economy and everything, all things being equal, during uh, uh, the Obama years. Um, I had to close the doors. So, sure. Yeah. So it is what it is, man. I lost about six hundred thousand dollars. So yeah, it was, it was a huge hit, and kind of extended my plans for retirement. So sure. here I am. You know. There you go. There you go. I was going to say, uh, Randy and I will take a trip for a spa day, right? <laughs> I would. If I had it open, I'd give you one. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. What about you, Randy? How's everything going in Detroit over there? Uh, everything's good. Um, so, Mister Bentley, uh, thank you for being on the show for sure. Thank you. Uh, it does get easier to tell Vince no. Uh, as you longer you know him, yeah. the, the easier it is to say no, dude, no, because he has all these great ideas, uh, which is fun. But sometimes it's a, uh, it just gets expensive. Sure, no, so just gotta yeah, give you got to live your life a little some, bit, live on the wild side. Right, got to hustle him a little bit here for sure. Yeah, you know my philosophy uh, is like, why why do you spend your whole life working so hard to build a bank, you know, or your finances to just lose it all when you die. You can't wait till life gets easier to have fun, right? Exactly, exactly. That's that's philosophy. So, but yeah, we are here. We wish you were uh, around the table with us because uh, we're getting spoiled. You know, it's a uh, very, very well, you know, taken care of a uh, lounge here with great cigars. And uh, Mr. Bentley brought a bottle of something fancy. Uh, tell me more about this. What is this? Pritchard Farms, uh, called Sweet Lucy. Sweet Lucy. Sweet Lucy. That's yeah, out, out of uh, Tennessee. Okay. And um, it's a, a bourbon liqueur. Okay. And uh, I, I tell you, uh, the one thing that really drew me, not, not only the taste, okay, but uh, uh, that they, they're, they're uh, philanthropy as well. And uh, they're a very benevolent organization. And, of course, they use their proceeds and profits to um, uh, uh, benefit a soldier's child, the birthday foundation. So... That's basically what they do. And uh, so that right there, in and of itself, um, and their affiliation, they just, just made for a perfect uh, pairing, if you will. And, again, you, you talk pairing with foods. Uh, how about with alcohol as well? So oh, that's true. why not, right? Right. And uh, different ways to enjoy this, this beverage. Uh, libation of choice. And uh, basically you can dip your cigar in it, you know, and enjoy it that way. Or you can just sip along with it, you know. Uh, as you uh, enjoy your good stick. I'm, I'm glad you said that because uh, I went to Cuba two years ago when the embargo closed or opened up, I guess, and then now they're shut down. Yeah, they, yeah. Sh- they shut down. They they open in halfway, but yeah. just enough for you to get at least 100 sticks over. You right. know. <laughs> I was I had the opportunity to get out there right when it opened up. So I did get to experience a little bit of uh, the, the knowledge and science. They were explaining that you know when it comes to cigars, they serve you a cup of coffee or an espresso, and then a little shot of uh, bourbon or not bourbon, but uh, rum. Rum, yeah. Rum. And you dip it. You know, I've never never thought about that. You know, so, um, Butch, what would you say is the art behind that? What's the reason behind it? Well, the coffee. Uh, but let's let's go this way with it. 
uh, the notion with the drinks, with the cigars and all that, that's something that we have done over here. Over there in Cuba, most of the time they have a cigar. It's going to be with cafecito con leche sí. or straight up mm-hmm. black coffee. Uh, they call it chichaito. They put a little shot of rum right into the coffee, you know. Uh, Yummy. It, it, it all depends on the individual, but that's how, that's how basically they normally have you could have your cigar basically every day like that. Sure. Now, if you like whiskey or scotch with it, then that's your preference. You know, you could do what you want with it. You know, you people drink soda and all that stuff with it. So it's not just, it's just not just uh, liquor, you know. Sure. But the true notion is it's coffee. It's basically what they have the cigars with over there. That's something that we created over here and also in Europe and everywhere else where they have cigars, you know. Absolutely. But it makes a fine compliment, too. It's not knocking it off, but it's, it's a great, great way of enjoying your, your, you know, your, your day off. You know what I mean? Your, your day of, of accomplishment, you know? 100%. And uh, when I spoke to you last about having this podcast, you know, I kind of brought it to our, our social media and our Facebook and say, hey, I'm going to be sitting down with a uh, cigar expert. What are some questions that people want to know if they had an opportunity to ask you? And uh, that kind of goes off the pairing. So off your knowledge... Um, when it comes to pairing, what, how would you explain is the best way to do things? You know, is it a dark smoke, a mild smoke goes best with a certain coffee or food or like when, when someone asks you or talks about pairing, what's the first thing that comes to mind? It depend, uh, what, what, what are they going to pair it with? Basically. Sure. Um, you got, you got, uh, light wrappers, natural Maduro, uh, that's a dark, that's a dark uh, tobacco. They say so-called the dark or the strong. Basically, that is not the way I call those sticks. Sticks are a Maduro. Most of the time, they're going to have a medium plus or they're going to have a little peppery. You're going to get some dark cocoa in there, maybe some fresh grinded espresso flavor to it, a little barn, a little cedar. Um, so it all varies on what cigar you're having with what you're drinking. Like a good IPA could go with a nice Connecticut. You know, it's a nice creamy note. It kind of brings out that sweetness out of the IPA. Also, some some uh, scotch. Also, scotch, for instance, uh, bourbons. So strong, you know, strong spirit, and down going down the chest there. You know, uh, a good medium cigar will be perfect with it. You know, sure. So if the only time you want to smoke a cigar that's full flavored is if uh, you just want to sit back and you want to enjoy it, and you're not having a say beverage of uh, say alcohol, and you're having a soda, but you want to get that little buzz going. That helps you relax. Well, you could do that. Sure. I mean, it, it all depends on the individual, how they want to smoke their cigar and what they want to do with it. You know, but at the, like you said, the question, they ask me the question. I'll give it to them. I'll give them an answer. But I don't know everything in the dictionary. Sure. <laughs> but I can help them out from my experience and my background. So is it safe to say that the darker the leaf, the stronger? No. No, okay. No, no, no. Uh, the darker the leaf, the more oil, natural oil from the leaves of that plant is in there. So that's what you're going to experience, the flavor. That's where the flavors come, the earthy notes, volcanic dirt. Uh, you know, it's beautiful. I mean, it's fantastic when you start to admire and 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 enjoy a cigar. And you start breaking these things, starts breaking out on your palate, you know, the flavor, the, the consistency of it. And, you know, it, it kind of, it, it's real great. It's a great experience. I wish uh, a lot more people get into it and um, try it out. You know, go to a responsible uh, retail brick-and-mortar shop and support them. Uh, they're always going to be there. They're going to have a great smoke and uh, find one, and they'll help you with it. And ask questions when you go to a shop, you know. Every question is a great question. 
There's no such thing as a stupid question. Sure. Um, um, I say it like that because I have had customers that have said that. And that, to me, every question is a great question because, you know what, we learn more about the product. Uh, getting a dark cigar, it could be uh, dark Connecticut, so it's going to be a mild, uh, beautiful mild plus. PDR has got one there, too. It's called the CVR. It's a dark Connecticut. It, it burns real nice and soft. I mean, it, you might think it's a full stick, but it's not. It's just a beautiful, oily uh consistent flavor cigar you know real nice very enjoyable As a matter of fact it goes real nice with coffee oh yeah okay. yeah because that's that's my favorite I, I tend to go for the more of the coffee flavors and yeah and rum I, flavors and also irish whiskey which is happens to be a nice milder uh drink too it's not that you know that alcohol flavor that you get when you drink a, a burial scotch or whiskey that it burns your 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 chest you know your throat sure. you know what i mean so it, it, it depends what you're drinking with and smoking. Sure. And, Randy, I know uh, before we were able to get all connected, I did talk to um, talk to these gentlemen here and kind of fill in the story that our first ever episode was initiated in the backyard for eight hours with a couple cigars. Um, but on your end, what's what's the uh, what's the cigar mean to you? Like you kind of got inspired to this conversation. What was your very first stick? My first stick was with my grandfather. When I was 13, we lived in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. I had a cigar with him. I was 13 years old. Okay. So I was 1967. I was born in 1967. We'll talk about in the 70s, 74, 75. Sure. You know. Um, but anyway, uh, that was the first time I had a cigar and all that. But I've been around it with my when I go to the islands with my mother's father. But like I said, you know, my grandfather. Yeah. Uh, cleaning out the fields and the tobacco fields for them to pick up the tobacco and do what they got to do. At that time, you know, I mean, I didn't know that much. I mean, I'm sure. a little punk in, in the field, you know. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, of course. And then, you know, from there on, I, I took that love for it, and that's why, you know, I used to smoke cigarettes all the time, but I cut that out and went back to the cigars and stayed there ever since. Sure. And that's it. That's you know, that's what that's what encouraged me. And the first cigar that I smoked, it it happens to be like a Nicaragua. It was a Balicoso that my grandfather had. Okay. I remember, still remember it. It looks like a Hoya Monte, uh, Hoya de Hoya de Monte, uh, Nicaragua. Yeah, that beautiful uh, rustic color. It was a beautiful cigar, Ooh. creamy though. But sure. I got in trouble. You know, my grandmother caught me. You know? Oh yeah. Oh I yeah. I was drinking rum too. I wasn't supposed to do that. Oh, I, know. <laughs> I remember when my grandmother's around from Guatemala. Yeah. You don't mess. You don't mess around. You know, grandmothers yeah. will take care of business. Yeah, that's why I hang out with grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Abuela. Abuela. Oh, see. Yeah. What about you, Randy? What's uh, what's when we talk about cigars, and I kind of filled these gentlemen here about our first episode ever, initiating over a late night run to Best Buy and starting off and grabbing some cigars, and we thought we would throw our first episode in them being eight hours long. Um, but why do we go with cigars? What did it mean to, to us and you? Well, definitely a wonderful way to unwind, like our friend was talking about earlier. Being able to come in on a day off or after long days of work and come in, relax, have a comfortable place where nobody's watching you from behind your back. You get a little private, you know, privacy. Amen. And just be able to um, de-stress and enjoy some of the finer things in life that uh, this beautiful world has for us, including that liqueur, which I definitely have to try. Oh, I know. We, uh, we definitely need to come back to it. It's hard to find. It. it really is. Sweet Lucy. Yeah, there's only one one place here locally that sells it. Really? Yeah. And they, well, of course, uh, I was at Alabama Taxation, uh, ABC. 
they they uh, place a premium on this uh, import from Tennessee. So yeah, sure. I'm gonna do a little plug Whoa. here. I'll go ahead, Randy. Well, Vince, uh, I know your Jeep isn't that big, but uh, <laughs> if, if you decided to pick up a bottle of Dolly, you're down there. Oh, you know it. That that'll be expected. I'll make sure I bring a bottle home for you. So, but I'm gonna go over and give a little plug. This is Sweet Lucy. Uh, he says from Tennessee, correct? Yeah. And the label, the bottle itself, it's uh, it's it's a very, I guess, dark brown in color. Uh, everything's in white font. Um, this is something that I've learned over through another podcaster at uh, Department Three C. Took the opportunity to kind of highlight uh, the visual um, looks of what these spirits are. You know, it's in cursive, Sweet Lucy, uh, handcrafted in small batches for a smooth flavor. Uh, produced and hand bottled exclusively by Richard's Distillery or Pritchard's Distillery in White Creek, Tennessee. It is a 35% alcohol volume, uh, 70 proof liqueur. Uh, it's a very hefty bottle. And uh, right in the back, I'm noticing something. It's called a Soldier's Child Birthday Foundation. Um, so, veterans background, I would definitely say I toast to that and I definitely respect that. I enjoy it uh, to give back to an organization that gives back to the best organization in the country. Which will be the veterans. Um, a soldier's child is a nonprofit uh, organization. That began in 2008, which is an initiative is to help celebrate the birthdays for children of our fallen American heroes. I definitely like that. That's phenomenal. I'm gonna go ahead and try it. I'm gonna give a little sample to it. And uh, when you actually take that first sip, sure, you'll feel maybe a little sensation of a bourbon. Okay, how bourbons? If it was a straight bourbon, okay, how would you know kind of kind of tingle sure but every successive yeah every successive uh, drink though is it gets smoother sure and the finish is just phenomenal and what 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 inspired you to bring this today um well first off it's my favorite uh pairing if you will sure you know and and i'd never really developed a taste for hard liquor i really didn't you know i'm normally a very port you know uh sweet tooth you know if you will sure and ice wine all the way down uh my 10 years over in germany okay enjoyed the uh the wines and uh the beers over there and made it really difficult to come back to america and, and drink some of the uh um, i don't know like budweiser Coors, sure. you know all those you know same. no it's not, not the same now i have found a, a lot of the uh smaller um uh distilleries okay uh, they they cool. you know, uh, micro breweries those kind of things sure. uh, they they generate a very good product and it's similar to that what I, I became used to with my ten years over in Europe nice yeah I want to say the thanks to what Randy did for Randy and both of you guys gave okay, what you guys do no we appreciate uh, that you know, and uh, you guys tow the line every day you know you put yourselves out there and and uh, not it's just for somebody else. You know, you're, you're never going out there, okay, to, uh, you know, for your own uh, benefit. It's, it's for somebody else's benefit. And, uh, and so that's, that's just amazing, okay, that you and all the, uh, the other um, blue-red stripes, okay, out there, you know, those guys, you know, what you guys do every day. It's just uh, it's amazing. It's a thankless job. And, of course, uh, you, you definitely place yourself, you know, in the area of scrutiny okay if you were to make a mistake of course right and, uh, you know there are consequences and people don't, don't understand that okay sure but, yeah i appreciate that no we appreciate your support on this and i think uh once 
once you heard about our podcast, I could tell how excited you were, you know, oh, to partake in it. Absolutely, man. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It's a it's a form of communication. You know, it's a form it's an opportunity. You know, and it is an honor to sit here with you. This is my first one. You know, of course, you know. Plenty more to come then. We'll have to to do more. Um, You did good. (laughs) Another gentleman here who had uh, enjoyed his cigar and it's his time here. So, no, it's exciting. Uh, Tommy, let's go into uh, a little bit of a skit here about the product that you brought. So, the sweet, sweet, uh, loose, uh, what is it? Sweet Lucy. Sweet Lucy. Yeah. What do you think? Obviously, you like it because you brought I, it. I, well, it's not just that. <laughs> uh, like I said, you know, it, there's many reasons why I choose this product, and uh, one of which is because of the benevolence behind the the company and what they do for you know soldiers and their, and their, their family. Yep. Absolutely. So uh, that right there means a lot to me. Of course, and of course, if you actually go and and uh, I guess. Google, for lack of a better adjective, could utilize okay, like DuckDuckGo or anything like like that, and just research the uh, the companies and and any nonprofit. Okay, it, it, you always look at the overhead. How much is the, how much profit is actually being uh, generated or being used for the actual charity itself? Right. And so uh, uh, that means a lot to me. Okay, uh, you know, Wounded Warrior Project. Okay, fifteen uh, percent. The rest is overhead, you know, expenses, uh, um, advertising, and generating uh, promos and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, and of course, fifteen percent—that's that's nothing. Okay. So when you uh, when the CEO of the of the nonprofit is actually making you know six figures plus, I'm, I'm talking mid-range six figures uh, up to seven. Right. And uh, to me, just this unnecessary and we saw you know some you know not to get edgy or anything like that but uh uh patrice colors you know uh blm you know buying 3.4 million dollars in, in in property and stuff right. you know so that means a lot to me okay that you're not taking that money sticking it in your own pocket and actually you know benefiting from the uh the generation of your profits you're actually using it to for the betterment okay for of the charity itself so that means a lot to me no, it's, I, I'm excited you brought this because looking at the label, and I know I kind of talked about the bottle earlier, um, it's very, it's a very dark bottle. So to me, when I think dark bottles, I'm thinking sunlight protection, right? Oh, um, certainly, certainly. It's a simple label. You know, it's it's actually painted on the bottle itself. It's no actual peelable label. I think it's actually elegant myself. It is very you know, elegant. It's very yeah. nice. And this, I think it's all in packaging and advertising as well. Sure. You know? But looking at this compared to a lot of other distilleries, like this is simple. You know, simplicity... It's elegant. It's you're looking at three different colors for the whole bottle. It's a very dark brown bottle. The label's gold, or the the wrapping on the head of the the bottle itself is gold, and the labeling that's imprinted on the bottle is all white. And it's got two. What are those? Uh, looks like duck. And uh, you know, swans. Swans? Is it swans? <laughs> I think it is. No, on, that can't then. be a swan. I know my difference between hey, swan. And you're, it's a duck. It's a duck. <laughs> that's a duck. <laughs> that's a duck. That's Walks a like a duck, quacks like a duck. It's, it's got to be a goose, swan. right? <laughs> oh, it's all good. He's taking care of business. Taking care of business. We're kind of talking about the bottle of the Pritchard's here. Um, Pritchard's Sweet Lucy. What did you think, sir? I think I stole your glass, by the way. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did. I, I'm good. I'm vaccinated. Oh, uh, yeah, me too. We all are. What do you think of the uh, Sweet Lucy, though? Sweet Lucy's nice. It goes real nice. Uh, I mean, uh... You know what? Uh, I would smoke a uh, Corona Sumatran, 
with it, you know, something like that small with, with a little with a little attitude, little mm-hmm. intensification there. It goes real nice because it marries it. Sweetness will calm it down a little bit, so it will play back and forth, you know? It is definitely, it's sweet like in the dessert, but it's very elegant as in it's meant to be paired with something. Yeah. And I yeah. like that. That you was could, a perfect. You could even have that Perdomo uh, 10th anniversary Maduro, which Ooh. is a sweet Maduro. It, it doesn't have that, that the peppery at the beginning and all that. I mean, it's very faint, sure. but it goes real nice, man. It brings a sweetness. You get a sort of a heavy chocolate taste in it, you sure. know? So you see what I'm doing here? Oh, you relight in, in a ring. In a, in yep. a ring. You, you know? got a form. So, Butch, while you're back here. I love my um, cigar. Oh, you love <laughs> your cigar. Go get it. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. The chef. Like, the, uh, of all things to sell, why cigars? Why but, cigars? Uh, wh- okay. Uh, the, the reason the reason I've, I've retired and decided to open a cigar shop and, and go buy all the cigars instead of being cooking food and all that in a restaurant, because I was a chef, too, for 18 years. Um, it's the reason is that we're dying a breed of... Uh, cigar retail owners that know exactly what they're selling and selling to the to the consumers out there um it's not that many right now i've been from my experience uh i've been to a lot of places that sell cigars and all that and the practice of communicating with the customers about the product or the product has been staggering very bad so um we gotta, we gotta pick it up. Uh, all those folks out there, they got retail shops. I mean, we need to, like, probably yeah, once in a while, be nice to communicate with each other and help each other uh, educate ourselves, and so we can and better treat the customers when they come in to purchase cigars or accessories. Also, um, and I love cigars. Uh, cigars is a pleasure for me. I, I love them. And when I talk to a customer about the cigars, they think I'm a little bit cuckoo, <laughs> but I'm not. It's just the passion that I have for it. And which is great. It, may, it it makes the business run great, and also the customers are very happy. And um, you know, it, it's just the reason why. You know, you're passionate about it. That's good. And it's something similar between Vince and I, where some of the things that we've done in our past with EMS and fire, uh, you guys, normal people might be like, "Wow, well, you guys are crazy for some of the stuff that you've done." Uh, so it's kind of our passion, and that's kind of why we're here. Um, you know, staying within thin lines. So, but uh, no, we appreciate it. Um, my first question is: When you walk into a humidor, is there a like an organizational way of putting things on the shelf, or is it just a free for all? Like, is it like 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 uh, like a liquor store or like a bar? Is it like top shelf is the best? Like bottom I- shelf is the worst? Or like, how does it? How do you do it? Okay. Um- from my experience and also from uh, being t- taught how to how to go about it, you keep the expensive cigars, the higher price cigars on top, and you come down, you break it down, you put the uh, lesser price, uh, the lower price down on the bottom. Uh, and also, it, it'll help if you put it in alphabetical order around. And also, depending on the door, when you walk into the walk-in humidor, how it opens. If it opens to the left, then the beginning of the entry is going to be from the left. And you're going to go ahead and then it's going to be in alphabetical order, which helps the customers identify and find the cigars they're looking for. You know, for the, consum- for the consumers that know, the connoisseurs that know what they're looking for, it helps them out too also, you know. On fire language, that reminds me of a left-handed search. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exciting. Um, with that being said, I kind of had a, a kind of a caveat or a piggyback on that question. Um, I know a big rule of thumb when you have your personal humidor or a little travel case is you never want to mix 
different style cigars. Like, uh, let's say a sweet uh, Lady Jane with a, what do I have here? A Gurkha or a Cubano. You know, like, why would you not want to mix those different varieties? The, or how would you fight that spread? The cigars that are infused with uh, fruit, sweetness, aroma, and all that, they tend to marry onto the regular cigars in, in, in one small personal humidor or, or a caddy, as we call it. But you got to look at it this way. If you've got a caddy and you got cigars in there, it's going to be for immediate usage. You know, it's not going to be for, like, two or three weeks, you know. If it's going to be, that's going to be the scenario. You might want to put it in a, in a Tupperware or a Ziploc bag with a... Belvita, or if you got if you got what it you know if you got what it uh, you need to have your cigars in there for that period of time, that's fantastic. But you don't want to mix the flavor cigars because they will marry onto the to the uh, regular blends, you know. Sure. So, yeah, you want to keep the sweet and cigars separate. And I also noticed that if I go from uh, uh, let's say cigar shop to cigar shop, buy the same stick, you know, let's say um, Tabax, you know, I enjoy those. It's my fishing kind of flavor. Back, yeah. um, but what's I've noticed that like every store has a different humidity, yeah, and that completely changes the aroma. So what's the sweet tooth like? What's the sweet level or median that you have to say this is perfect for cigars? To me, they, it, it's in the books. It says seventy to 70, 70, 70, 70 humidification, seventy temperature. Hmm. But it all depends on the temperature inside the location that you have the humidor set. Even a personal humidor at home, if your if your room is say seventy two degrees, then inside that humidor it's going to be seventy three degrees. It's the same principle here in my business. Uh, the the air conditioner here is blowing seventy one in here, it's keeping it down, and that's seventy two. Uh, humidification wise, I feel safe to have it between sixty five to seventy seventy one. Um, you know, for the for a business step and a humidor that's going to be a constantly open, walk in constantly, you like it, it loses humidification. So it, it doesn't. It's not that bad to just have it a little bit of notch up of a notch. Sure. You know, and um, I always got to check. I check my cigars every day. I go in there. It's like a doctor checking their patients mm-hmm. every day. You have to. I mean, I, I'm dedicated because I love my store. I love what I do, um, and that's what makes a difference. And that's and I, I enjoy watching the customer smiling. And having that cigar brought from here that is burning properly, it's 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 doing its magic, you know. So that's it. So I know when I first came in here, you kind of gave me a couple questions to kind of understand what I'm looking into for a flavor. Let's do that same thing with Randy, who you haven't met yet. You know how? What are the things that you try to start the conversation with to understand his style? Well, I start off with how experienced the individual is with the cigar smoking. Okay, if they're not, then I then I gotta break down, explain to the individual, the the or the customer, uh, the the cigars, the level of cigars, what to expect, sure. expect the intensity of it, you know, the Connecticut, the Havana, the Corojo, the sure. Maduro, you know, and the and the region is from too. Also, you know, the best tobaccos in the business is gonna be Nicaragua, Dominica, and Honduras. Hundred percent. Yeah, and the problem with that, and the, and the, and the problem is that. Folks think that, oh, they come from Nicaragua, they come from Dominican Republic. It's going to be spicy. It's going to be hard. It's going to be strong. Not always. That is not always the problem. The problem is that you need to, that customers need to, somebody to educate them if they sure. don't know. Because you Google a lot of things today and most of it is all true, half true, half false. I've had a few that are just almost bitter and I didn't 
I don't know if, if that's a sign that the cigar went bad or the the bitterness I would suggest when you get a cigar give it give it some time to rest in your humidor uh, I, I find out that uh, letting cigars when you purchase them let them rest in the humidor they tend to get more relaxed and more the bl- the blend will marry itself very well and and settle down from all that bitterness or 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 the uh, intensity of it you know um that'll Vince, have- i don't i don't know where you found this guy but everything he says is just he it's- has me at every word <laughs> right. i'm telling you i sat with him for a little while and it was just like it's, it was very impressive with the amount of knowledge and uh just the craft of it like you obviously learn something from somewhere you know, and that that kind of leads to the next question as well. It's in my DNA. Uh, it's in your DNA or something. <laughs> Don't even us. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, perfect. Um, so my my next step here is that you know when when I walked in here and set up the microphones on that, you had me go pick up a cigar, and I'm, I'm a Gurkha fan for sure. Um, so tell me about the Gurkha family and what do I have, and most specifically on kind of question and answer that we have people in our uh, social media that are very curious about. Is that does size does size really matter? And is the impact is the impact of the size and shape gonna affect the airflow and draw? I to me, I my experience, yes. The size of the cigar, it all first number one thing about getting a cigar that's large, make sure you have enough time. Don't look, don't get it because it's cool and all that, because it's gonna it's gonna take you about an hour, hour and a half, depending if you're chit chatting. And drinking and, and all that, it's gonna probably take you two hours. And also, the flavor is gonna be too much intense. Okay, uh, what you want to do is you want to regulate yourself. Best sticks out there that, that normally people start off with is robusto or a toro or a corona. You know, and you find out from there that if you like that flavor and, and you want a little more, then you pick it up. Then you get the size stick you need and more time to enjoy it. You know. Unless you're having a poker game or you're just walking up and down the beach, there you go. Then you can get that big stick and spend an hour and a half, hour, you know, 20 minutes enjoying it besides 24 minutes, you know. And also suggest that a lot of folks get these cigars and the flavor's so good, they, they start smoking away on it, puffing on it so fast. Um, what they need to do is slow down. Do it in, like, say, 30, 20 seconds, you know, take a puff and relax. You know, don't try to do it every 10, every 10 seconds because you're going to wind up overheating the cigar. And also another thing I want to bring up for the folks who listen out there is that don't knock the ashes, the first third of the ashes or the second. You know, let it, let it get to the point where, okay, you know, your common sense tells you it's time for you to take the ash off the cigar. And then you roll it in your ashtray. Don't tap it like a cigarette because you'll crack the side and it'll be like sucking air through a straw. So that being said, also, when you first light a cigar, uh, it starts at 79 degrees. That's why you, the ashes are very important to sit on there because it'll calm it down. Normally, a cigar after that is burning at 1,000 degrees. So, you know, it just, you know, just leave the ashes on. It kind of regulates the heat, you know, and do that little quarter turn once in a while when you're smoke, puffing your cigar. It helps the cherry give the even, uh, spread out evenly the heat on the cigar, too. Is there a theory behind, like, because when I went to Cuba, they kind of told me their inside stories. But is there a saying of, like, whoever's got the longest ash? <laughs> that's it's competition, something. you know? That's yeah. what it is. It's right. <laughs> yeah. I've been sitting here. Does it bring you good luck? I don't know about that. But, yeah. 
know, it's, it's a little fun. It's a little fun you can have in between fellas, you know, have a little competition going. It's, it's not. It's nothing bad. I've actually sat here and had about a four inch ass yeah. before, man. It was like, sure. look at that, man. We're all sitting there like, Wow. <laughs> the champion, the champion. Again, again, size matters, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> Will you notice that the ash, like the, the development and presentation of the ash, is that also going to reflect the quality of cigar? Yeah. Uh, ashes that are real brightly white, have you seen some cigars, uh, they tend to have that nice white ash. That's the nitrogen and the dirt. It's, it's so rich. It's a rich volcanic dirt. And um, those cigars are pretty good. And, and, you know, when you have ashes like that in those cigars, uh, something that I learned is that I have cigars like that. I buy more of them, and I put them in the humidor and let them rest. They tend to get real better, real better flavoring than than you know just smoking it right off the back. You know. Sure. So. And leading to the uh, next question that we have out here on our social media, um, using my cigar that I haven't lit yet just yet. So it's a 30th anniversary of Gurkha. Um, kind of a would you say it's a mild colored brown? It's a Maduro. Maduro. Dark. Yeah, it's a Maduro. Okay. Uh, it's label. not a natural color. No. Um, the label is white with some gold. Um, very indent, nice. Or, yeah, it looks very nice. It looks very elegant. Um, how would you explain the um, the art behind how to cut this and how to light it? All right. So what's a good cut? Is and it a V cut? Is it a straight cut? Is it, it all depends on the individual, your preference. Uh, whoever, you know. Whoever has the cigar, it's up to them how they want it. But if they're not sure, it's always good to say, like I said, ask somebody who knows. Somebody who's, uh, they have a friend that smokes cigars a lot. They tend to give their ideas. But to me personally, I give it a straight cut. You know, I don't I don't have no preference, you know. Uh, to me, a straight cut is just as good as a V cut. You know, the only thing the V cut tends to regulate the amount of intake you do when you puff on your cigar, which helps to keep the smoke a little cooler. Sure. Like, like the punch. Oh, like Mr. Bentley here, he's yes. got a V cut. Yes. So why is that your favorite? Well, I bounce between a straight cut, um, a punch, or a V cut. All depends on the uh, size of the cigar for me and, uh, and the amount of pull that I want to have. You can always tell a, a very good cigar by the way it pulls. Sure. You know, was it was it wound tight enough? You know, some that are just wound too tight, and it takes, you know, I feel like, you know, some kind of, uh, anyway, but, you know, I don't, uh, I really don't like to have to work on, sure. for my cigar. I really don't, you know. Uh, I like the other way around. And so uh, uh, there are tools, okay, that can help you, um, uh, I guess, yeah, fix submit that. some of the tools. Yeah, like, what what are the, the tools that tools we have the out trade here? here you know? A punch, a cut. Uh, well, it's. Um, I bought this from uh, Butch. I've seen it, these things before. However, kind of looks phallic in you know in nature, but uh, inside it, it has a lot of um, tools. Like uh, when you get a, a short cigar, and you don't want to hold it anymore. Sure. You can just poke it, you know, and and have this. Uh, Two pronged poker, yeah, it looks you like know? a prong, like yeah, prong. yeah, exactly. You know, kind of sort of, and and, and you sit there, um, uh, like a roach clip, kind of sort of thing. You know, sure. You know, and you sit there and you smoke it that way. Um, it comes also together when uh, the cigar is too tight, you know, and you and it maybe maybe plugged right. So you can actually uh, take this um, uh, poker, if you will, and. Uh, and it's got a little prong on it, like an arrowhead, you know, if you can see it, right? 
and you take that and you stick it down the center of the cigar and work it really slowly, okay, because you don't want to perforate the, uh, the exterior color, um, um, uh, the, uh, the, the wrapper, if you will, because that, that it's, it's easy to do if you're not careful. And what are you fishing for when you poke uh, it? Well, there's a, there's a plug inside. Okay. It's uh, an, every it's cigar? An imp- no. Okay. Just the ones that are really tight. And so you can actually work this in there real slow, and then uh, and you can pull that plug out, and that'll help you regulate the cigar better. Now, so that's why sometimes you have a hard draw on a exactly cigar? Exactly correct. Oh. Exactly correct. You know. Okay. And uh, the final tool that this thing has that comes equipped with, okay, is... Um, uh, a punch. Okay. This is deeper punch than normal. Okay. You see a lot to other other punches. Uh, he's got a, a cigar lighter here, the big one over there as well. On the very bottom, it comes with a, a, a very smaller punch. Sure. And uh, normally it's what you need, just a small punch. But sometimes a little deeper one might help regulate that pull as well, that draw. Sure. Yeah. So uh, these are things that I enjoy, you know. Interesting. And how'd you pick up on some of the habits of uh, where? Okay, you point the, your the, finger. The, come on, <laughs> the man, really? <laughs> I know that's a silly question for me to really, ask here. On. I mean, we got come the on, uh, man. we got the expert here. We right? got the expert in front of yeah. us. Hundred percent. So going back on more questions. Um, so you said the size is all about preference. Yeah. And time and allotted. Time. Number one time is time. Sure. And we talked about some of the pairing with uh, standard spirits. So. Both of you individually, I guess. What is your favorite cigar and pairing? I like Buffalo Trace, Bullet, Rye. Uh, with those cigars, I like to have Maduros, uh, which I mean, they I like to have them intensified, like uh, Camacho, you know, Triple Maduro, uh, for instance, Placencia, Alma Fuente, you know, and that's that's me. You know, other folks don't. That's up to them what they want to mix and all that. It all it all depends on their preference, I guess. Hey, but that's my blend. And Irish whiskey, I love Red Breast. Goes real nice with my Maduro, so I just sure. I enjoy it. Yeah, pretty nice. Phenomenal. What about you, uh, Mr. Bentley? Well, um, like I said, I, I bounce around between cigars, but uh, my preference is uh, a Connecticut lighter. I don't really enjoy a, a really like a triple Maduro, like uh, like Butch. Uh, I I don't really go with a peppery, you know, cigar. Um, I guess I have a weak constitution in that in that regard. So uh, I generally like the uh, uh, my cigars to be you know, Connecticut and uh, uh, but yeah, the, the I like the Rodriguez. That's a that's a really nice. Uh, Connecticut, light uh, cigar, light to medium, and, uh, and uh, the, the Perdomo brand. Uh, of course, I bounce between the uh, CAOs, the uh, Gurkhas. As I had a Gurkha yesterday, as a matter of fact, Connecticut. And um, but my very first cigar was in 1995, and uh, I was 31, and I was in uh, Budapest, Hungary. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I uh, uh, just happened to be walking around with all the main army guys, and uh, and there I was. You know, we walked in this humidor, and and they had, I, I mean, just a, a plethora of, of Cuban cigars, and so uh, I went with the Partagas number six, and it was absolutely phenomenal cigar, and that's and I, I was hooked. 
And so from then forward, I uh, just, in, just uh, continued smoking. And, of course, I'm not an expert by any measure. Uh, I, I leave the, all the details to the experts, you know, like Butch. But uh, Butch has made uh, you know, an art form, okay, of finding out what the customer wants. And, uh, and that's the thing. You find out what they want because you want them to enjoy and, of course, come back and uh, be repeat customers. That's how you build a business. Right. So, yeah. To share the wealth, like Absolutely. you said earlier. Yeah. 100%. So with that, lean into, let's pretend I'm a novice, right? I'm not a professional, but I've never done this before. Let's say for those audience members who are still kind of learning some of the tricks of the trade, how would you, how do you go into the art of explaining the light of it? So how do you light this cigar normally? <clears throat> okay. Uh, we take the cigar you hold it in your hand with a label the face of the label facing you okay okay and what you're going to do is you're going to roll the cigar between your fingers back and forth okay and as you do that you can use either a soft flame or a match or you're going to use a jet lighter okay i'm going to go through those different things because a lot of customers or connoisseurs out there they got it all mixed up and there's some people that when they light the cigars, they do the wrong fleet thing, which is put the flame right up to the stick or the foot of the cigar and basically burn it, burn it bad, you know. What you want to do is you want to marry the wrapper onto the binder. So by doing that with the light, you hold the light, I mean the match or the heat, invisible flame. You're going to use that. And you're going to watch the rim of the foot of the cigar. It's going to start glowing, okay, without touching it with the flame. And as you do that, you make sure you do it all around. And as you see that, see that ring go, glowing around it nicely, you start working in the center of it. And you're going to be rolling back and forth with it. Okay? And you're going to stop, blow, hit it again, put it in your mouth, and you're going to start puffing. And as you puff, you're going to start bringing the light, the, the, the matchup, uh, the light closer to it. And then you start doing it. Take it out of your mouth. You're going to look at it and make sure your cherry is completely lit. Okay? They got these things I've been hearing where they're lighting half of it and they're having a little uh, com competition see if the cigar lights up. Don't do that. Just light up your cigar the way you're supposed to and light it up like you want to smoke it, which means have some patience. And light it up, toast it up real well, and all of a sudden you got a cigar that's burning completely the right way and, it's, and everything is lit at the same time. The wrapper, the binder, the filler, it starts marrying each other, and then that's, that's the cigar flavor you're going to get. You're not going to get it in the beginning of the foot. As soon as that foot is lit and somebody tells you the cigar tastes great, they're lying. Okay? The flavor is going to start kicking after the first third. And to the belly of the cigar, that's where it's all going to start happening. All the magic. And as it get close to the end, it's going to start picking up and getting a little bit more intensified. It doesn't matter if it's a Connecticut or if it's a sweet cigar. It's because all the juices and the oils are getting all together right there at that spot. Okay? That's when you start puffing slower and into where you get tired or if not if you know enjoy it. if you could do it right you finish it all the way um that being said um lighters vares if you got a jet lighter please don't put your jet lighter right up to it and light it i have seen a guy almost cut his cigar in half oh no and i know how to light cigars and that's what happened and you know i mean it's not the way to do it and it'll it'll put a mess it put a hole in your whole day it'll, sure. it'll ruin it um, that being said, now, there's certain, uh, I hear uh, rumors about the butane ruins the cigar and all this and that. To me, 
if you light a stick or you light a piece of wood, it's going to get smoke up. It's going to come into there. Sure. Just just puff on a cigar and let it out. Don't, it's not a... This is not a wine contest where, you know, the wine, you got to sip it or suck air in it right. to make it. It's a beer cigar. Let it breathe, you know? A cigar does its own thing, <laughs> you know? And, and it's up to you how you how you treat the cigar. You light it up. You light it perfectly. You have no problem. It'll be flawless. And uh, the flavor will be there. And you get what you want out of this cigar. Sure. You know? And, Mr. Bentley, you said let it breathe. What do you mean by that? Let it breathe. I was talking about the the wine, you know, oh, like wine yeah. can compare to, you know, juxtapose, you know, with wine and cigars. Mm-hmm. Let, let it breathe, you know. Sure. You open it up, you, a good good wine, good burgundy, you know, just let it breathe a little bit before you start pouring it. 100%. You got to take your time. It's a, it's an art. It's a craft. Treat it like a lady, you know. Treat, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> there you go. You got to have respect for it. That's where it comes down to. So another question. We had another individual on our social media. Um What's the rule of thumb for picking what flavor and style that holds together uh, compared to flavor and styles that break easily? And I guess the do's and don'ts of smoking. Uh, it all depends what you like, what you uh, normally like to. If some people like grape soda or some people like fruit, the sweetness of fruit. So, you know, bring that up to the uh, store retail, the retailer, you know, the, the, the shop owner or the person that's. Uh, doing helping you out you know let them know what you're looking for i have customers that tell me listen i would like some fruity taste with a little bit of sweetness going on you know or i like coffee flavor or let me you know those are all very important tell tell the individual or the shop owner or the person that's helping you and um and you know they should be able to help you with it i mean if they're going to point you out a cigar and tell you make a left and a right i would just suggest you know i would just pack up and go to another shop sure I mean, I don't, I don't, no pun intended. I'm not, you know, I'm not crapping on nobody, but it's just the way it is. Sure. You know, if I want to buy a car, am I going to go to a car salesman that's going to just give me the keys and here, write this, you'll like it. No, you got to have your time Yeah, I want to know some, yeah, I want to know some uh, details, you know. So that's the way, you know, when you go buy a cigar, uh, say, you know, talk to the, talk. You want some information, ask questions, you know. And what's the best way to store cigars? Is there a certain, just like a bottle of wine, right? Isn't it corked down when you store them long-term? So is there a certain level that you should keep your cigars flat? Should it be straight up? I would suggest, I, I got like three humidors at home. Uh, what I do is I put my cigars in there. Um, I don't take them out of my, the, the the plastic wrapper that's in it. Okay, those are made for the cigars only. Sure. Okay, this is not a hat, glad bag or anything like that. Those wrappers are made to protect the wrapper on the cigar. Sometimes they get scratch or peeled and, and break you know what i mean you don't want that to happen so you leave that on put it right in the humidor you know the people will uh, take them out of there because oh it's not going to get humidification it does it's made for those cigars it's porous it does breathe so you know just put them in there in the humidor and 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 you know once in a while go in there rotate them around if you want to you know that's that's yours sure rotate them around and make sure the humidification is correct uh don't put it in the sun don't put it in the heat You'll wake up the bugs, and uh, you'll have the holy cigars. Tell me more about that. What do you mean, wake up the, the beetles, bugs? The cigar beetles. What are those? They're this little insects that live on a tobacco plant. You know, they, they out on the farm, they get on there and all that. Since, you know, tobacco, cigars are naturally grown and treated naturally organic. You understand? No no pesticide, no, none of that chemicals and stuff. So those bugs tend to live there. There's no way of killing them, getting them. The only way you could do that is 
You get your cigars, you keep them in that coolness. You can freeze your cigars if you want. Really? I've heard that. Yeah, many times freeze the cigar. I never did it. All I do is keep my cigars. I thought that was bad. It's just like freezing coffee. It, it, to, me, to, me, it, it, to me, I feel like that, that it's, it's bad. Right. And the reason is it's bad because it just you kind of freeze a cigar, and now all the oils committed that icicles in there, and now you got more moisture. So I just don't do it. I right. don't do it. But if somebody wants to do it and they feel comfortable about that, you know, just think about how much money you invested in those cigars before you do it. You do that. Just, just give it, you know, attention. You know, what I mean, uh, rotate them around. Make sure the temperature's okay. Make sure, sure. your meter, uh, electrical meter, which is good, besides the meter that comes on the humidor, sometimes those things go a little bit berserk sometimes. So what you gotta get is go spend a couple of extra bucks and get yourself an electronic one with a battery on it. It tends to give you the true reading of really? the humidor. Yeah, hygrometer. Yeah, sure. hygrometer. Yeah. yeah. And also the window. Humidors with glass the top on it, I suggest it's up to you what room you put it in and all that. I hear that theory too also. If it got glass, it don't work. Right. Now, humidors are made to preserve the humidification of your cigars, and that's up to you. Okay? This is not a robot. This is this manual. you got to take care of it. And that's the beauty of it, that you take care of your cigars, and you smoke, and you're like, man, I didn't know this could get like this. And this is it's something to be proud about. You know, even the ladies. I really enjoy watching ladies smoking cigars too. That's something that here in the United States is it's beginning to blow up. It's, it's happening. Uh, we got lady clubs that are having uh, cigar clubs, right? And they they fantastic, man. I mean, it's just it's great. You know, everybody needs to get into it because it's a beautiful culture, man. Sure, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. You go to Cuba, you see these ladies sitting out there selling. Fruits, clothes, and all that with a big bombero. They call it bombero. It's like a 7 by 70 or 80, you know, smoking a cigar and having a great time. I mean, it's, it's fantastic, man. Sure. Yeah. It's an art. Yeah, it's, it's an art. And it, it takes a lot of hands for to have the cigar in your hand. So, What do you recommend for the uh, the best source of humidity? Humidity? Yep. What, what to, to work in? What to use? Store it. Well, it, 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 it depends. You got, you got all kinds of systems today, you know. You got this uh, propylene fifty-fifty. You got the still water, and the filter, and, and the filter that helps humidify the, the the area of the room. You know, you got these pallets now. So it all depends. Personal preference. Do you buy your own packs? You recommend using distilled water and making your own little pillows, or I would suggest you go with the when you buy your bevitas or you buy any of those pallets. Do exactly what it says to be done with it. Do not try to invent or anything because just by doing that, you might ruin your cigars. Sure. So just stick to the gun and that's it. Absolutely. Mr. Bennett, what's your favorite cigar? Again, it's mood dependent, okay? Right, it's mood you dependent. Know, yeah, yeah. Yep. Sure. No, it's a good way to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like anything else, you know. What do you What do you want to drink, you know? Am I a sweet tea guy, a half and a half? Or you want to go Coca-Cola or something like that, you know? Uh, or do you want, you know some kind of alcohol to go with it, libation of choice. But um, uh, generally, the Connecticut um, blend, um, uh, like I said before, I, I, I bounce between um, the the Rodriguez here, the the Gurkha, the um, um, the Perdomo brands. Uh, like, and of course, if I really want a nice, smooth smoke, and I have the time to invest in it because it's an expensive cigar. Yeah, relatively speaking, um, is the the ten year anniversary Perdomo. It's okay. a Maduro, but it's it's a sweet Maduro. You know, sure. it does. It's not peppery. It's not a 
you know, a really hard smoke. And so, uh, um, and uh, it's really, really tasty, you know. And what is your technique uh, to maintain cigars? And how long have you gone maintaining cigars? Like, what kind of what kind of efforts you put? Um, well, just to tag along with what Butch was saying, okay, uh, the the ones that had the glass tops, they they tend to uh, leak, you know, ambient air inside the the uh, these, the humidor, and so again, you're not you're really not maintaining the uh, cigars, okay, in your humidor uh, as it was intended. Uh, so uh, uh, I use a I got a jar, a Zycar jar of uh, gel. And of course, I have uh, the refill. Once it dries out, I just add to it. And I, again, I have a nice little hygrometer, and I keep it between seventy and, and eighty. So, but I try to hit seventy-five, okay. Sure. And I keep it in a dark room, you know, in my office, and uh, uh, that's how I maintain my my cigars. So, we talked about mixing. I, I don't have a, I don't have the uh, the. Uh, Infused cigars. I, I'm not. I haven't developed a taste for those yet. Uh, like the acids, you know. And uh, what was the one that? Uh, Upsetters. Upsetters. Upsetters yes, yeah, that's one. Yeah. And uh, but uh, I, I don't tend to have those mixed in, in my in my my humidor. One half is uh, is, is Cuban, and uh, and the other half is just uh, the Dominicans, Honduras uh, brands, if you will, Dominicans. Now, do you both either recommend sticking with cigars you know you like, or do you try something similar in the body? Always try something different. Always, you know, okay. always, you know, yeah. Leave your options open. Yeah, well, maybe trying something different. Okay, you may like it. You never sure. know. You know, it's like it's like food. You know, uh, you don't I have friends. Okay, are just monochromatic on their food. You know, meat, potatoes, right? One vegetable kind of thing. You know, me, no, not so much. You know, I. I like trying new experiences, and uh, and and that, of course, I try to carry that through and, and forward. Okay, into my cigars. Would you say that the cost of a cigar is direct influence of how the quality is going to be? I I will not go with that. It's like saying the wrapper is beautiful on a cigar, so that cigar must be great. Sure. Anyway, no, I go. I look at a cigar when I pick a cigar because everybody's different. Okay, it's the reason why I'm pointing it out to me. When I pick a cigar, I select a cigar. Whether I read about it or didn't read about it, I like because I like to experience different cigars. Um, I never lock down on one cigar specifically because there's beautiful blends out there that are being created every guy what every year, every two three years. You know, you got a cigar that comes out. I test it before I grade it. You know, I never go by the grade that is it comes from them from the master blenders. Uh, you want to do it yourself, and that way you can say, you know, damn, that cigar is good for me, so I, I, I'm going to buy that cigar, keep buying it. That'll add it to the family of cigars that I smoke, sure. you know. Um, I just, I select my cigar to the color, the perfection of the wrapper, because, uh, you know, it's the dress of the cigar. Uh, I like also the smell of it, the ones that don't have the wrapper on them. You know, so the what are you cellophane? looking for when you smell a cigar? I'm looking for that. That uh, fermentation smell—it's uh, to me—it's like a cheese smell. Okay. And it's—it's it's just so. When I smell, it, I get excited because I know that cigar is gonna give me all—all all, all it got. You know, you light it up perfectly, and it's gonna give it to you real nicely, and it's gonna be a good flavored cigar, and it's gonna experience. You're gonna experience more than one flavor. You understand? Everybody's palate is different. Uh, out of this cigar right here, right now, I'm smoking the uh, Foundation cigar, the Wise Man Maduro. I'm getting nice hints of uh, leathery, 
very faint. I'm also getting some dark chocolate, and I'm getting a little uh, tapped on a, on a tongue, which means it's got a nice ligero in there, which is real nice. You know, it's 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 kind of balancing out the cigar so good. I mean, it's very nice, and that's what I look for, you know. And not the makers. Also, read about it. You know, if you go to a cigar shop or you heard about cigar, read about it. Find it out, man. I mean, the internet is it's in your hand. You can look at it all if you want. If you can look up at, at you know, uh, stuff out there on, on the internet, you can look up cigar. Sit down and look at it, you know. Or otherwise, sit down with a friend. And have him buy the other cigar that you look interested in and, and share each other notes. What's going on? What are you getting over there, man? What kind of notes are you getting? Uh, what did you taste? You know, that kind of communication, man, educates and it shows you easily how to select a cigar, you know? Here's a question I'm going to ask Mr. Mr. Bentley, all right? Because I know it's going to be a different perspective. Um, support your local place or buy from, like, Distributors, like I'm, uh, I'm so glad you brought that up because that has been a uh, a topic that I've been wanting to talk about. It sure, you know, uh, having owned a small business, I believe in small business. Brick and mortar, okay, is more and more becoming a uh, a pastime, um, antiquated way of purchasing thing. You know, especially in the wake of the Amazons, Ebay's, and a lot of these uh, um, Cigar International. And, and such, you know, distributors. Uh, can you get a better deal? Absolutely. Okay. I, I mean, yeah, you can. Butch can attest that as well. You know, you can, you can buy in bulk. Uh, when I was overseas, uh, that's what we did. We bought in bulk and uh, through these distributors, and within ten days, it was on our doorstep, and uh, we were back in business again. So yeah, uh, but. There's something about, you know, a brick and mortar, the personalized service you get, the information uh, that you can gain, uh, the, the expertise. Uh, it, you know, again, you know, you, it varies from, from location to location. Um, I really got lucky. I didn't even know Bush existed until, like, what, four or five months ago. Yeah. And he'd been open for a year already. And, uh, um, and so I'd just been... Buying in bulk, sitting on my back porch, smoking a, a cigar, you know, on my own. And uh, what I found, though, though, is a uh, uh, an establishment, okay, where you can also socialize. So again, it's the environment as well, you know, that and the the experience, the the experience, the experience, you, okay, word. yeah. And uh, so I really enjoy, you know, coming in here and uh, uh, and socializing. Uh, we got Tim, uh, Dex, Gary. Those guys. I know we got a house full. Yeah, we got a house full. You know, but uh, I, I tell you, we, we and we try to solve the world's problems. Okay, we, right. we really do. You know, but uh, uh, on top of that, uh, again, but the, the experience of it, you know, sure. uh, but you don't get that experience with uh, you know, in a bulk distributor. You really don't. And so, yeah, w uh, I, I try to support you know Butch because well, if I don't, then he goes away. You know, and the experience, the socialization. Uh, and all that other uh, atmospheric, you know, situation, it, it, uh, it goes along with it. You know, it goes away as well. So um, it, it means that much to me that I buy here. And, uh, yeah, do I pay a little bit more? Yeah, well, Butch have to go through his own distributors as well. And so the, you know, there is a, a markup, you know, of course. There's a channel. Exactly, exactly, you know. And, uh, and, of course, he has to make a profit, stay open as well. 
Sure. And so he has his overhead, and just like any other business. With that, you kept saying it. It's a, um, it's it's an opportunity to bring people together, right? It's a, uh, you solve all the, the world's problems, right? It seems yeah. to be in, around a table where you're sharing something in similarity. Um, so for both of you, what is it about cigars specifically, or being able to sit down and smoke a cigar that invites the art of conversation amongst you people? Well, it's <clears throat> when we're all smoking, having sitting back, relaxing, enjoying the cigar, it kind of eased down the the, the uh, how you say it, the rush of the the rush hour feeling that everybody has all day. You come in, you sit down, you have a cigar, you settle down, and now we could have conversations that we could sit there and listen and answer and talk to each other, even question each other without elevating. Okay, uh, what I mean by elevating is getting a little bit hyped up on it because, you know, oh, I don't like that. No, we tend to sit back, relax, understand, and, and, and help each other find out what, what, what could be a better solution for this if it, if it ever occurs, you know. We, we could talk to each other with, with such a, a, a direct, you know, uh, positive answer that we don't have the uh, adrenaline going so crazy and you're going to just flap your gums, you know, and chatter too much. You know, we get down to the nitty-gritty in a, in a sensible way, and this is the way it should be, but it could be, maybe. And, you know, and it's a great time to conversate when we have a cigar, and that's what helps have a good, great conversation among friends and, and, and become friends also. It, it opens a perspective that's that's neat, neat, badly all over this freaking country. I mean, we all need to sit down and have a great conversation, understand what you're all about, what I'm all about. And you know what? Maybe together we could settle a, a problem that somebody else might have, and we help each other. You know, sure. it's just you know, it's the it's, way it is. It's it's the art of conversation. It's camaraderie. It's and, camaraderie. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Yep. It's almost like a club. Yeah. Right. Well, we, we we spoke about this before, okay? Um, about uh, civil discourse. Yes. In this country, and it's in certain precincts, it's a dead art. It's a dead art for me, and uh, you don't. You may have people in here that are of different opinions uh, about certain topics uh it might be a, a level of um uh, education it could be a level of uh lack of research uh, uh monochromatic uh, uh resources okay where you're getting your information where you're getting your uh your news uh and, and so uh being able to share you know experiences share uh, your information your knowledge and uh, perhaps it can provide some context uh, to whatever topic we're discussing, you know. So it's that's the reason why I like uh, coming in here and, and, and sharing, okay, with, uh, you know, uh, people who have opposite opinions as, as, as do I. So uh, that's the reason. Sure. Uh, you know, yeah. So I don't know if he was referring to you when I first uh, met Butch, but he said there was an individual – that comes in pretty frequently. And your name did get passed around during our time. Um, are you the grenade? Am I the grenade? Do I? Are you asking me, uh, am I the drive-by guy? Likes to uh, uh, take the pin out of the grenade, throw it yes, in, in the center of the room, and let it explode? Yes, sir. Um, yeah. <laughs> Tell me more about how you got that nickname. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, that's the first time I heard about it. So I guess they, they say that against, or say that about me behind my back, but... That's, that's mad. That makes me angry a little bit. No, no, I'm no. no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no. Um, 
I like generating conversation. Sure. And, you know, and, and again, within the lines, if you yep. will, you know, yep. and, uh, and, and, and of course, you know, I, with a PhD, okay, I, I love being able to generate conversations, you know, about things that I have a, a clue about, things sure. that I've researched. Uh, and of course, that comes from multiple years, uh, multiple res- uh, research projects and uh, a 190-page dissertation, okay, that I had to write. So, yeah, I, I, I know how to research. And, sure. uh, and, of course, I just don't have a, you know, a singular resource when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, topics uh, that perplex most. Absolutely. I think it's a good way to get people together, even if it's like a debatable question. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, it yeah. inspires I mean, they're edgy, edgy, edgy topics, you know. You have to have it every now and then. Yeah, of course. And, and so, uh, um, and, and, and there are some surprising things, things that I, I didn't, I didn't realize. Okay, walking sure. in another person's shoes. Okay, I don't know about that other individual's experiences, their life experiences, sure. and uh, so they may differ from mine. And so, getting that uh, that experience, that additional context, you know, you know, may raise awareness, uh, you know, in ways that I never thought possible. And so, yeah, being the grenade in the room, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> if you want to look at it like that, sure. Everybody else in the room is all smiling as, as soon as they mention that. Funny, you guys <laughs> right. call me a grenade? What? That's mad. Gary did. I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say he, he look at Dexter. Dexter's just got this big grin. Oh, they all know. Like, yeah. Everybody knows. cat smile on his face like he's up to something, you know? Sure. No, that's, that's a good nickname. I like it. And I like how you said it. It's within, you know, within thin lines. You're, you're kind of inspiring the, uh, the conversation and bringing people together. You know, the uh, the edgy and debatable and controversial conversations. So sometimes, you know, as long as it's done appropriately and it's done in an art, it, uh, it invites people to have a sense of um, understanding and different perspectives. Well, I think you've been a, a uh, I guess you were in, in on uh, one of our edgy conversations, you know, the other night. Sure. And so uh, uh, it was done respectfully, right. you know, and... Uh, and again, you know, bringing about uh, no feelings were hurt. Right? No, seriously, you, uh, uh, I forget his name. What was his name? Ah, uh, uh, it was Quinn. Quinn, yes, yep. exactly. So yep. yeah, Quinn had some really valid points, and uh, you yeah. know, and yeah, we had a great discussion. Yeah, no, and, that's uh, what's important. So another question for uh, advice that we have from the public here. Um, what's the best way to ventilate? I know we probably hear a little bit here on your, your system here on how ventilation has occurred and the importance of it. Um, but when they're at home or sharing in a garage, let's say, for their friends coming over and smoking cigars, what's the importance and uh, how is the most appropriate way to ventilate a room when you're having a cigar? Or why even bother? <clears throat> well, for, for starters, you want to make sure that... Uh you have a negative airflow on top of the machine, the smoke eating machine. Basically, what it does, it dissects the uh, the smoke, the oil, the minerals in the smoke, and uh, like these systems that I have here are smoke eaters. That's from the gentleman that uh, works with Bar Rescue. It's uh, they're the ones that I found out about it, and I I had I order it to. They ha- you order them, and they make them according to the size of your room. That you're gonna use it in. Uh, that being said, it has a particle filter, carbon filter, and a static filter. What it does is it takes the smoke in, 
and it breaks down the, the, the purity of it, the oils and all that. That's what sticks on the furniture, your clothes. I said that Band-Aid effect, I call it. Everything's sticky. So that's what that does. So I got to change that like twice, maybe t- depending on how badly it is that day, you know, twice a week at least or once. Um, that being said, I also have negative air to bring, uh, suck out the excessive smoke and help the machine work right, you know. Uh, if you're going to smoke in a garage, you know, a lot of folks go in a garage and open a garage door and that's it, <laughs> you know. Otherwise, and you just take an exhaust. I mean, like every garage, most of the garages have exhaust for when you start your car in there, get the carbon monoxide right. out. That also works. You could put a fan uh, there. Uh, also, you could buy. You could go economical and buy one of these exhaust fans that they put on the kitchen, uh, on the wall. Basically, it's a fan that when it blows, it opens up the blinds outside and blows it out. Sure, you could do it like that, or you could buy a rabbit unit, which uh, it's a small uh, smoke eater. You could put it on the ground, and that's what it does. It sucks in the smoke. Some of them work pretty good in small confined areas, but you want a lot of ventilation because you don't want to sit there and, and smoke everybody's cigar. Right. You know, like I'm saying, like breathing it all in. You're not going to enjoy yours. You're not even going to taste yours. I've been in places where your eyes turn red. You start choking. I mean, you got to slap the, the smoke out. The middle yeah. of the room, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you're in, you know, you're in London, you know, werewolf in London or something. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, that being said, uh, those are way, those are way of doing it, you know. Sure. So, uh, so is, know, it is detrimental to the experience, you would say. It is. It is. It is. It makes the experience uh, very different from having it and not having it. Sure, you know, and also makes people happy too. You know, you sure. know? I don't want to be sitting in a place where I'm, I gotta, you know, <laughs> I won't even light my cigar. I just might as well smoke the one that's in the air because everybody's about you right. Know? There's another humidor, okay? If I can add on to what absolutely talking about that, uh, it's not too far from here, and 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 they have a smaller sitting room, and you walk in there, and you're there for maybe five minutes. You know what you want. You go in the humidor. And a smaller humidor than what Butch has, and so uh, I walk in there, get what I want, and pay for it, and walk out. And it's it, I walk out, and I smell like I've been there all night. Sure. And so yeah, I, that's 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 a negative uh, drawback, okay, from some establishments. Right. Nobody wants to walk home to their spouse or family smelling oh, like an been, ashtray. Yeah, you've been, I've been yeah, there. Actually, you've been. Right. I've been there. Yeah. It's a strip in a garage and walk on in, but you ain't coming in with that clothes. Sure. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Or your vehicle for for that. Oh, you know, right. you know oh. smoking in your vehicle, it knocks it down, what, 5% I know. value? I've been faulty for doing that in my Jeep, you know, but it's a long trip. Hey, you got to smoke a cigar yeah. on the road. It's oh, enjoyable. Hey, ain't nobody going to stop me from smoking right. a cigar. <laughs> And I get a couple more questions here from the public, from the audience. Um, in specific, they're, I guess, kind of going back to the different shapes and sizes of uh, cigars. Um, in particular, is a box press truly a better cigar when it comes to flavor and burn time? And my, you got one gentleman here who's thumbs up. <laughs> I, I would like to have him explain. Sure. You know, okay, yeah. Just giving you a thumbs up. Yeah. Hey, if you want to take the time to come over here, we got a, yeah, another. Yeah, come over here. And- you just, you got a. You got to state your name and a little bit of a 30-second drawback on uh, who you are and where you come from. Hello. All right. There you are. What's your name, sir? I'm uh, Gary Kerr. Perfect. uh, in town for a little while working. Uh, Travel a lot for work. I'm a surgical neurophysiologist. Oh, nice. And so I get to visit quite a few shops around the country as I travel and uh, love this place. Uh, Butch has been a great host. Sure. My time here. Uh. My personal preference of the of a box press is I, I think it has a better draw. 
it's just my but it, you know once again my personal preference um it is my favorite style of the cigar it's okay. a box press and i like to punch as you can see my little hole here in the end sure just the way they draw for some reason i've just but always been a fan of the box press from multiple different manufacturers and just have a really good draw sure um because I've noticed you could get the same kind of tobacco or tobacco leaf and just have a different shape. Mm-hmm. Would you say that the sh- the shape is going to be changing the flavor? It does. I think it. Uh, for me, I like the heavier maduros. Okay. I think it intensifies it a little bit more uh, with the draw, with the way when it's you know a lot of it has to do with how the the rollers you know they have all the different you, Butch could get into it more, but the different. Lines and the manufacturing, the people, how they, the different rollers and the more experienced rollers. And then I think when they do that press after this nicely rolled, I think it just helps intensify, like what Butch talks about, all the oils and the flavors and everything yep. in there. I think it gives it a more intense. If it's a compressed, like anything compressed, you're, you're yeah. kind of holding on to those oils more. Exactly. So I was going to, that was my question next was uh, whether or not it, it made an effect on how the oils are presented on that cigar. Um, no, perfect. Thank you for your input. I, I appreciate that. And because I know as soon as I said box press, I saw your hands going up and like, oh, this is what I'm smoking. Yeah, what are you smoking there, sir? It's the uh, CLE. It's one actually that um, it's uh, that Butch introduced me to that I never had before when I came in and being the good uh, connoisseur that he is and was asking me all those questions he talked about and recommended me on this. And uh, it's now one of my new favorites. Oh, there you go. All right, that's uh, what the question earlier about always trying something new and staying open-minded. Exactly. So, no, that's perfect. I know earlier you pointed your fingers over at another gentleman here who's got an ash that's about four, four yes. inches long. <laughs> How are you doing that, sir? He's on the phone. Oh, he's on the phone. I don't think he dropped any ash from that. He's still hanging on to maybe third left. Yeah, he's, uh, he's our re- resident uh, uh, movie star. Sure. Actor. Actor. He's a star. Ask him. He'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was uh, Churchill that said that uh, no ash is supposed to fall before it's time or something right. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... yeah. That means you're doing something right. Exactly. Perfect. And another question we're going to see for Butch, because he's going to have a little bit of inside uh, story behind it. I know he's out and about, you yeah, know, he's, uh, being a good host. He's, he's actually doing what he's supposed to be doing, taking care of the uh, the patrons here. Yeah, that's he how does, it he, that I mean, that's the experience I was talking about earlier. You know, so he came right. in here and he's he's uh, he's always asking, "Is everything okay? You need anything?" Yep. You know, I noticed that right yeah. away. And uh, and so yeah, yeah, he, he he makes a difference. He makes Havana Breeze Havana Breeze. Okay, sure, now, exactly. Tell me, tell me. Uh, his and wife is just Daphne. His <laughs> wife is just as equally. She's uh, and, great. She's, she's very nice. fantastic, man. She's fantastic. And, she's very uh, nice. Yeah. Tell me exactly your first uh, impressions when you first came in here and you met. First time. Um, again, just you walk in and it's, it's inviting, inviting you know environment, and uh, he, you know, come on in. How you doing? You know, introduce himself. I introduce myself and. And uh, again, the questions, you know, uh, uh, what do you like, you know, uh, and of course, you know, the recommendations here. And of course, what goes along with it is the the outpouring of, of, of details, okay, about each cigar, where it's where it comes from, the wrapper, the the uh, um, the center part of it, you know, the and 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 
And of course, you know, you, you the consumer, okay, now you have options. Sure. All right. So, uh, yeah, of course, you know, it, it was, I walk back here and it's like, holy crap, this is a place that it's, it's nice. It's nicely set up, nicely formed, and it's formed around the TV. You can come in here and watch a sporting event or sure. a movie or some some other. We're watching golf today, right? Right. So yeah, <laughs> every day is different. You know, you don't know what you you're going to find when you get here. And, Absolutely. Uh, and of course, Butch he just sits down. And he, he shares and he shares the uh, the knowledge. The, the, well, not just the knowledge, but the experience with you. Okay. And uh, he's such a just a fantastic, nice guy, you know. And, and you don't find that every day. Sure. He's not. There's no pretense there, you know. Um, and so, and so uh, he's he. Butch is Butch. Butch is Butch. You know, if you don't like that, you can go out the door. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's that New Yorker in him. Okay. Absolutely. I got one more question for you, sir. Um, maybe you have a little bit of a inside. He's running. No, he's no, running. He's out. We, oh, he's going to have a heart attack in a minute. <laughs> Good thing we have a doctor in the house. There we go, somewhere. <laughs> uh, medic, too. <laughs> right. We're doing something. We're doing something. We'll get Quinn over here and help us out. Yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> All right. All right, Butch, I got another question for you here um, Sorry, from James. one of our... Oh, no, you're good. We were just we were just saying when you uh, when you stepped off, you, you're being a host. You know, you're doing what you do, and it's going around making sure everybody's okay and well taken care of, that the place is well taken care of. Um, it's to me that this shows a sign of uh, a pride, right? You have a lot of pride in what you do here. Yeah, oh yeah, I got a passion for it, and uh, that's the way I work. You know, that's the way I do things. Sure. You know, so uh, that's that's very important having a shop like this too. You know, you got to be up on it, make sure the ashtrays are empty, uh, empty out for the gents. Sure. So that way, uh, you know, they could. Enjoy their smoke and not have a pile right. of ashes and then throw with nubs in there. And when a gentleman drops his ash. <laughs> uh, you got to be ready. I know, you got to be ready. Younger Things people. happen, man. This Absolutely. kind of business. So I got a question here from a gentleman over in Michigan. Um, so you sell a lot of Gurkha products, which is one that I'm smoking personally. And I, I really enjoy Gurkha. as probably one of my favorites. Um, Black Assassins. Ooh. I haven't I haven't had them yet. Okay, I smoked them before. What do you think? I, they're, they're to me they're, they're okay for me. Yeah, I, I kind of I like them, but I got to be in the mood for it. I sure. mean, it's got its own uh, intensity and flavor. Uh, there's other ones too, the Black Dragons. Sure, you know that was one of the one in the A and the G three. That was a long time ago that that you know I don't think they do them anymore. But that was that was a nice cigar too. It had sure. nice sweetness to it and all that. And uh, so I understand the Black Assassins are out of market right now. Do you have any predictions on when to make him back, or have you heard anything about how Gurkha's doing? I haven't heard very much about it, so sure. I, I really can't answer that because I don't want to be lying to the to the folks. Uh, but just keep aware, be aware out there. You know, uh, check out on the websites, uh, Gorka's website, and. They're normally good about giving information on what's going on with their products and what's you know what's coming up and all that. And, you sure. know, soon they, I think they had a show already. They had uh, in Las Vegas and all that. So everybody start you know start checking out the uh, website and all that. Find out what's coming out. So I heard that there's a lot of uh, new brands that are that are coming out, new productions of cigars that are, and also some other folks that are jumping in there like Artista. Uh, beautiful Dominican blend, and also Rodriguez, who's been out for a while too, and Serrano. You know, uh, great cigars. Sure. But basically, I like the to watch the the rollers roll the cigar from scratch all the way and strip the vein out. 
You know, that's that's also that causes the plug coming back to uh, a, uh, a subject that we talked about, plugs and the cigars. You know, what it is is sometimes the rollers, you know, when they're peeling the vein out, and sometimes half of it or a little bit of it gets stuck in there, and that's what curls up in there, and that's what clogs up the cigar, keeps you from puffing it. So you, by you having a tool, or if you're lucky, I heard people using toothpicks, you break the entry, you know, and you right. get too puffy cigar, you know, so... Interesting. Those things, yeah, yeah. And here's here's one that just happened to me right now, and something that you've taught me um, the first evening. I got to share the experience with you. Um, great cigar, and it's going really well. I'm I'm really enjoying this. But let's say you're having a conversation, or you put the cigar down, and you get distracted. What is the etiquette for relighting your cigar? All right, there's a lot of versions to that. I'm going to tell you the etiquette to light, relighting a cigar. It's okay. Your cigar, after 60 seconds, it tends to shut, shut off on its own, okay? Purpose-wise is it, it doesn't have any chemicals in it or nothing. It's all natural, and that's the, that's the characteristics of a cigar. When you're going to relight the cigar, I suggest you pick it up and you, with a matchstick or if you have a uh, the end of the lighter, just scrape off the ashes at the sure. foot, get it back to the, to the black part, the part that's cooked already on a cigar. Once you knocked off the ashes... Start over again the same process, the same way you lit the cigar, that's the same way you do it again. Okay. Okay, and you blow on it, and then when you put it to your mouth and you start puffing the cigar to light it up finally, blow out. And you blow the morning crystals that are burnt already. That's what gives you that pungentness on a cigar. When you puff on a cigar again and you don't do that, you're like, oh, what's that sour? What's that uh, in the back of your throat? That's what that is. Interesting. Yeah, so when you light the cigar, puff out, blow out. Puff, blow, puff, blow. Three times is good enough, and the cigar will start over where you left it on. Interesting. Yeah. I got a friend of mine, okay, that uh, uh, he actually, uh, when he reli- he actually doesn't finish the cigar in one sitting. Okay, he he has a little metal tube, okay, and he'll take it, and you go, throw it in there and cap it, and then he'll come back to it. And uh, I've seen him, okay, actually trim it. You know the uh, the foot of it, and uh, and then of course then relight it from there, and uh, again then you kind of skip some of that that uh, you know horrible tasting you know part if you will. Would you recommend still trimming it or just like what do you no, normally do? Well, I mean, if you if you're going to come back to it in an hour and a half, yeah, definitely. Sure, uh, but you're sitting around here and uh, and you you just forgot about it. You know, you had to go take a a pause, pause for the cause, or whatever right. you know, you know, and uh, and you come back, you come back to, it and it needs to be relit. I didn't, tr- you see, I didn't, I didn't get rid of the it, mine. Did uh, extinguish? Okay. And uh, and I left the the ash on it, but because I don't like the heat. Okay, of a, of because a, mine, uh, been, we've been sitting here for a while now, so it's burnt down now, um, and we're really into the strong part of the uh, the cigar, if you will, and. Um, and rather getting, you know, loopy, you know, trying to pull on and get it relit and everything. Okay, I just, I just kind of relight the, uh, the, the actual foot around the around the cigar rather than the whole foot, and then I give it a couple of pulls and it actually relights itself, because the center is really not extinguished. Okay, it's just the outside of it that you're actually heating back up, like you've done, right there. Sure. So you make a little ring out of it. Yeah, make a ring out of it, and of course couple pulls on it then it actually marries back up again you know with the cherry and then uh 
you know, relights and you, you can resume your experience. Interesting. Now, what do you do when you drop a cigar? Oh, we got to be careful with that. Oh, I know. It's a foul. Well, not just a foul, but, you know, um, you could actually damage the cigar and and, and it'll crack. Sure. And and once the exterior cracks, where the wrapper cracks, then it's just like you've had a soda, okay, with a straw with a hole in it. Right. And that's what it's like after that. So how do we overcome that if we ever find a crack or a hole or a break? Well, it depends where it's at. I mean, uh, one of the main causes of cracking your wrapper is people... Consumers, sorry, consumers. Again, um, when you get a cigar and and you don't like the little ring on there and all that, you know, think twice about just taking it off while the you know while the cigar is cold. Uh, the glue that they use on this is all like a. Fruit. Oh, you talking about the wrapper? Yeah, the, okay. the, the the ring, the little yep. design ring they put on it there. Uh, they use this uh, vegetable glue that's made, which when it gets heat heated up, it loosens up. Interesting. Um, that's what you do. You. Pinch the label on a cigar and you rotate it between your fingers with a slight pinch, and you see the belly form on the wrapper and you hear it. You hear a little, and once you hear that, okay, don't get cocky, just relax. <laughs> don't get cocky. Keep puffing and and you always wait till the heat gets up close to the band. Okay. okay? When it gets to that band, don't worry about it. You're not gonna smoke it. It's gonna wait till it heats up, and you do that little slight pinch. And once it disconnects from the wrapper, gently you peel it off. Gently, don't just Pull it off, it's done. No, because you don't know if it has a little bit of catch on there and it will rip your wrapper. When it does rip your wrapper, you're going to be, once again, sucking through a straw with a hole in it. It's going to get air set, you know, air coming in. Sure. Uh, that being said, also, if you drop a cigar, okay, in the shop, I think, to me personally, I take it responsible. My responsibility, my, my customers do not walk out the store with that cigar. I take that cigar. Politely, I, I, I reject that cigar to them, and um, I give them another cigar. And that cigar, I put it on top of the, inside my humidor, I put it in a section where I go back later on, and I look it up and see if it has a fracture. It's repairable. A hair fracture or if it's repairable. But even if it's repairable, I don't tuck it out of there. I take sure. it for me. It's out of the it's out of the slot. Okay, see, that shows your pride. Happened to me. Yeah. Happened to me once. I picked up one, and, uh, and he kind of looked at it, and I said, uh, can I fix it? And he's like. No, you're not going to fix that. No. You know, I mean, of course, they're, they're they make a little bottle of glue sure. that you can repair a cigar with, and uh, but Butch would have nothing of it. Okay, he said, "Go get another one." Okay, sure. I got this, and then he actually gifted it to me because I'm oh. the one that found it. I'm like, you don't have to do that, man. right? But this is the this is this is Butch, you know. That's, that's Butch. The, that's the way I run my business here. That's the rules sure. of the house. I don't. It was uh, a twenty dollar cigar, man. All right. Yeah, I was like, take... I was like, man, really? Yeah, yeah. you don't need to do That's that. gotta be a good cigar. Well, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta take care of that stuff. I mean, I don't want my customers going out with a cigar, go home, and they dropped it, and I, and I let them. It's my negligence right. to let them go home, and now they light that cigar. That little crack will turn it's into a disappointment. A, it'll turn into a storm. It's a disappointment. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying because I didn't know this at first either. Um, I've never really bothered removing the labels right away, but I've seen a lot of individuals immediately, even before they light the cigar, they yeah. remove the, they remove the label. It's a very bad idea. Because I've noticed that I've, the one time I did do it, it actually tore some of the the leaf. Yeah. The wrap. So the wrap. You got to yeah. you got to let it. You got to let it you know, and then, melt a little bit. And then when you get to there, when you get up to that piece right there, you start you start knowing. Okay, look, I'm I'm puffing, but. <laughs> the cigar ain't giving me the what I want, right? And that's what it is, you know. So uh, you, there's there's 
don't look at it. You know what sure. I mean? And don't buy a cigar because it looks pretty, too. And I right. got a lot of folks that say, oh, I love that cigar. I'm going to buy that. I say, why do you like it? Oh, because I like the ring on it. I said, no, that's not the purpose you buy a cigar for, sir. You know? I mean, I, I, that's your preference. If you want to do that, okay. But, you know, you're asking me. I'm going to explain to you correctly. And the thing to it is let it sit there. When it gets warmed up, gently take it off and enjoy right. your cigar, you know? So here's a another question um, that I've dealt with at another location in a whole different side of the country. Um, I walked into a place where I found a couple cigars that looked like they were moldy. They looked like they were fuzzy, you know? And I, I didn't know any better. I mean, I'm still, obviously, I took it if, if the individual still has it in his, in his, uh, his humidor, that it's still sellable. Um, but when I came up to the counter, the wrapping, the the plastic was kind of brownish, you know, like it almost it almost looked like it was in the sun, but maybe is maybe more stained, I would say, because um, the whole the Thank whole you. plastic was brown. It was just a couple spots that were stained, and when I opened up and looked at it to smell it, I noticed it was covered in this white fuzz, kind of spotty. Um, so I came up and I was like, you know what? It's got to be good. Like maybe it's normal. Maybe it's just me because I'm new to this. Right. So I brought it to the register and the uh, gentleman was kind of like, he was embarrassed. He was like, I'm sorry. I can't tell you that. I'm like, why not? He's like, that's, that's mold. And I, sure. I was like, okay, I'll go find something out. But a lot of their products were covered in this. And he was saying that he was having issues. Well, sitting here with you the other day, you kind of talked to me about plume. Right. Right. So what happened and what is the philosophy behind plume? Okay, the theory behind the mil the, the 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 mildew on a cigar. Okay, if it's black or green, and you'll see it right on there. Okay, I'm not talking about the leaf. Sometimes some of the leaves of Connecticut, for instance, they come with some pieces of the leaf is still green. Sure. A lot of folks mistake that for mildew. It's not mildew. It's just the way the plant was fermented, hanging in the barn, and possibly that that's the only bit of blood that it still has in the leaf. You know. Um, that's that's great. That gives it that nice green grassy knoll taste, you know. Um, the plume is a white, sort of a snowflakey, flowery. Yes. You'll see it on there. You'll see it in, in button little packs, or you might see a little a little streak of it. And what that means is that the cigar tobacco, that tobacco particularly, has reached its maturity point. And that is the best time, that cigar, to smoke it. Because, I mean, you get that little stinging sensation on your lip, but it's just nothing but loaded with flavor. Ooh. It's Yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites. If I find them with plumes, you'll be lucky if you have it in your hands. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe I got bamboozled and the, uh, the guy stole it from me. What was the name of that uh, cigar that had the multi-colored wrapper on it? Oh, the, uh, the Barber Paul. Barber Paul. See, I knew that. The Barber Paul. <laughs> A yeah, you got, you got a bunch of those coming. A, a lot of folks are doing it now, and sure. they're funny. But to me, uh, you know, once in a while, it's good to have a little fun, you know, like that. But I personally, I prefer to just have a straight cigar with the uh, straight blend all the way, you know, and, and not not cut it down with the Candela or the Habano or the Maduro, you know. And, and that's also a flavor stick also. It's to enjoy. If you like all those three wrappers, then that's something that that's for you, you know what I mean? Because like it changes over a burn, right? Yeah, oh yeah, it's fantastic. It's uh, you know, each layer, each third, it'll start changing on you, or third and a half. Sure. It'll start changing on you and all that. And it's, most of the time, the best cigars like that, I to me, are the ones that are medium plus. Medium plus. Yeah, not a full flavor cigar because it's just you're not gonna taste it. Sure. So that's why those cigars, 
you know, when you when you buy three cigars, right? Say you buy a, a Connecticut, a uh, let's say a Sumatran, uh, and a regular Maduro. You want to start off with the Connecticut, or the, or the mildest cigar. Okay. Because once you smoke those power hitters, it's just going to neutralize your palate, and you're not going to taste that cigar, that mild cigar. Sure. So that's the one way to go about it. And start when you start smoking those cigars, you know. So Quint Murphy, who's yeah. uh, another flight paramedic, is here with me today, or here in Rucker with me today. Um, he he picked up the terminology from you about getting knocked off your feet, you know, kind of knock, yeah. knock back or whatever it is. Uh, what's what's that mean? Get get knocked back in your feet. Yeah. Well, to me, it means that you smoke a cigar, you know, a little bit too fast, or maybe you didn't know what you got in your hand, and all of a sudden it hits sure. you, and you just lay back there with your eyes rolled back, <laughs> trying to figure out what happened. <laughs> but what dementia you just came back from? Yeah, I've, yeah, I've, I've heard it when that when that happens to you, when you get real like, dr- let's say drunkness. Sure, it's just, it's, it really is. It's exactly what it is. You know, yeah. take take you know? some sugar, take a little packet of sugar. Sure. Or a piece of dark chocolate and take it, you know, and, and, and absorb it. You know, it's just so the sugar goes down. When you have a lot of nicotine coming in your system, that's what it does. It lowers down. And that's that little lightheaded thing you feel and drunkenness flavor, you know what I mean? Sure. So you just need a little bit of sugar and it'll, it'll pick up. Or just stop. Just stop smoking and just drink your soda or whatever and give it a break, you know? But that's what he was talking about earlier, okay? Taking your time. Sure. You know, between uh, puffs, if you will, you know? They draw, and then of course, uh, backing off a little bit, maybe thirty seconds to a minute. Take another one, you know. But if you're doing it, you know, one after another, every fifteen twenty seconds, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna walk out of here. With That's that. what I like about cigars because it forces you to take your time and relax. You know, like just slow down, ease up, take a seat, and that's what it gives people the opportunity to, to start a conversation. You know, and I don't. Maybe that's why I like cigars because it seems like a lot of the real good conversations. And Randy here, uh, he could he definitely agree that some of the greatest conversations that we shared is over a well lit cigar. You know, what do you think, Randy? I made some bad decisions over a cigar. Uh, some bad decisions oh, over a cigar. No. <laughs> what bad decisions? <laughs> My future ex-wife. Oh. No, I'm <laughs> Ouch! That's Maybe. why she's your future ex-wife. Uh, <laughs> future always on the lookout for the next ex, Mrs. Bentley. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah there you, you go. Know. <laughs> sure, take a number, take an application. Yeah, if my wife heard that, man, uh, my wife okay. of thirty-five years. It's okay, she's in Germany, though. Right? Yes, she is. Right, so, yeah. <laughs> why I spent a whole lot of time with Butch. You know, I have no, I have no life. Sure, no kidding. No, this is a good life. This is this, <laughs> is, this is a good life. This is a great life. So I noticed that traditionally. A lot of the issues, or not issues, but most of the time people get knocked off their feet is at the very end. So what are the parts, the body, like the different um, sections of a cigar, and why is it that the flavor profile or the... Um, intensifies. Intensifies. Good word. Well, as, as, as you go along, you're enjoying your cigar, say a 24-minute, 30-minute stick. Let's call it that short. Um, you, when you first light your cigar, your first third, it's going to be just the, like the end of the leaf, all right? The leaf is about this big, but, you know, when they make the cigars and all that, and by the time they clip it, they got their size, okay? And def- depending on the size they're making it. So, basically, when you got the belly, of the, uh, the belly of the cigar is where all the flavor is. What I mean by that is that is where all the flavor is going to start after that first third, Okay. You could smoke that first third, and you might get hints of it, but you're not yet in this for you to say, oh, I taste this, I taste that. 
So be careful. When you light your cigar, sit back, burn that first third. And after that, you start kicking into the flavors of that that the blend has that the blend masters blended, and, and it's to happen. And everybody's palate is different now. Remember that because uh, a lot of folks say, "Hey, I'm a, I taste chocolate." I bet you're gonna taste chocolate too. You can't, you know, you don't know that. That's something. That's something that's gonna happen, you know, uh, sporadically and in, and different from the other. You know? Sure. Yeah. But that it. being said, and at the end over here, when it gets to the to the to the top of it, right. All, all the flavors are going to compact. All that oil is coming back here. It's warming up. All that flavor is going here. Instead of when it's long, the cigar is long, it's giving it time to expand and give it to you mildness. Very, very, it's the way you could say, oh, there it is. Oh, okay, here, here's the other flavor and all that. And none of that roughness going on, the intensification, you know? Exactly. So when you get to the end, that's what, that's what happens. All that flavor intensifies at the end because it's all compacting there. And that's where a lot of folks put it down. Or they put it on the uh, on the tool. They got that that little like a clip on there. Pitchfork looking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they they finish the nub. Or some other people are starting to do this. They take a pipe, a cop pipe. They put the nub in there and puff and finish the cigar all the way. You know, if that's what you want to do, that's that's fine, man. There's no there's no law that says you can't do that or not like that. If you want to be creative and that's the way you enjoy your tobacco or your cigar all the way, then do it. Sure. You know what I mean? I like it. I like it. So, final question, closing thoughts, right, for both of you. Uh, we'll start with either one. But think about the terminology of the art of conversation, okay? Um, with that in the back of your head, why do you do what you do? Why, why, why is this existence, this location, this environment, the people that we have here, the clientele, the location, how you built this place, why do you do this? Well, for one, I want to serve the community here of Dalton, Alabama, um, and let them experience the values and the and the uh, expertise of enjoying cigars, and and see how it's really done, also, which uh, it lacks very much uh, in a lot of places that you go. They have a beautiful cigar shop in the location, but the communication with the with the residential people, the people that live in this in this part of town, and also. People that are passing by, I love to share that. I like to, you know, I love to talk to people and, and share my experiences with them. And, and cigar smoking, pipe smoking, I also smoke pipe too once in a while. Sure. So, you know, that to me, it's, it makes me feel good, you know. It makes me feel good to communicate with folks. Like I said, man, I like it. I mean, we're, we're in dire strait of talking to people, you know, and communicating about things that make sense in life. Right. So this is something that you could enjoy and it makes sense in life, you know. Uh, put it this way: We had a if, if she hits the fan, for instance. Best thing to have is some liquor and cigar, and I'll tell you what: things will be smooth. <laughs> you <Yes>. know, <laughs> I agree with that. But I, I enjoy it. That's why I did this to to have some place where everybody could come and enjoy the cigars in peace and happiness. You know, and 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 you also get away from from the crazy days. You know, sure, yeah. absolutely. What about you, Mister Bentley? Art of conversation. Why why are you here? Why do you come here? Think about this, okay? Remember the, uh, the old TV show, Friends? Yes. Okay? And uh, everybody on Friends, okay? Uh, well, not Friends. What was it? Uh, cheers. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> cheers. Hold on. Hold on. Cheers. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm sorry. But cheers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, everybody was uh, gathering around the bar. The bar was the scene, okay? Sure. And uh, 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 to me, uh, cigar smoking is a... Is a um, 
I guess, an acquired taste, if you will. Not everybody does it. Uh, again, it, it, cigars, okay, have been around for hundreds of years, uh, you know, and, uh, of course, uh, the art has perfected over, those t- over that time as well. Um, but uh, it adds culture. It, it's an amalgamation of culture, okay, uh, the experience, and, uh, um, and of course, uh, adds the, uh, I guess, the context of the conversation. It adds to, brings uh, um, people out from all, from all facets, okay, of, of, uh, of the community. Um, and, and you just learn from one another, you know? Sure. You know, and so uh, that's the one thing that I really, really enjoy the most, you know? And uh, so, <laughs> yeah, and of course I'm getting thumbs up, okay, from all the, uh, the folks in here. So, yeah, that's, sure. what, that's what it's all about, man, just getting to know one another, uh, what their thoughts are, what their stances are, the positions are on some of the uh, more edgy topics, you know? And, uh, of course, having and cultivating that conversation. Sure. You know, and uh, it's all about civil discourse, and uh, and of course, if if we can't sit here in a civilized manner and, and have a a conversation, just a, a normal conversation, without somebody saying, "No, no, no, you can't do that. I need a, I need a, I need time out, or I need a, my safe space, or," then you know, of course, uh, it is what it is. And, you know, I hate that. I, I hate that we can't, we can no longer have those kinds of conversations any longer, okay? Uh, uh, you have folks that just are so opinionated and uh, so ensconced, okay, in their positions that they cannot accept another person's position and, uh, and, and, and sparse tolerance. So that, that's, that's, and of course, Butch, he has this, this wonderful establishment here and, uh, and it makes it, so inviting that we can come in and have these edgy conversations and, and get learn from one another. And, uh, and that's the best part of it. Absolutely. I like that. That's, that's perfectly said. So going over a little bit of a walkthrough uh, from start to finish. From the outside, it's a very elegant, you know, well-displayed location, right? You're in the main street. Yes, sir. Uh, you walk in. The first thing we notice is a counter. Everything's organized. Everything's clean. Everything's welcoming. It almost feels like uh, home away from home. Yeah, that's kind of how I thought when I first walked in. It's like this. This kind of feels like somebody's uh, some some home home. Like they're inviting me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, that's that's the impression I, I, I give the customers too. <laughs> I like it. I you like know? it. And uh, we're greeted immediately within seconds. You know, whether it's yourself or your wife or another patron who's really enjoying themselves. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, you sell you know tobacco for pipes. Mm-hmm. Um, you walk into a humidor that is a it swings inwards, and you got a plethora of variety of different cigars. Yeah, and I also uh, my cigars are I got them all sitting on Spanish cedar too. Ooh. Cedar cedar is very important in the humidor. A lot of folks uh, don't focus on that when they have a shop. Cedar, what it does, it regulate helps regulate the humidification in the in the, in the humidor. You know, it doesn't give humidity; it absorbs the excess humidity. And helps the cigars balance out too, also, and also a, a nice aroma. It makes it a nice, you know, welcoming, you know, sort of a tropic uh, odor. You know, real nice that cedar, that sweet cedar, the c- tobacco smell. I mean, you got, you got, yeah, I got tobacco in there for different regions, man: Nicaragua, Dominican, Honduras, Costa Rica. 
you know, Panama, you got Indonesian, Brazilian, and 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 that cedar, it just it just enhances the beauty of the sense of the tobacco smell, you know, and which is great, you know. And a lot of folks get a they compliment on every time they walk in there. Oh wow! And it's not the cigars; it's just the 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 cedar. And also, to me, I think it, it helps. Uh, give that experience to the customers when they walk in. What uh, what to expect when they walk into a humidor, walk-in humidor? You know, it's not a cluster, it's not a dirty, it's not dusty. It doesn't have potato chips on the floor, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. Also, I want to say I want to strongly advise folks out there that got shops, and whether you know it or not, don't allow smoking inside the humidors, man, because that tenses the cigar. It does. It really does. It's something that, that needs to be practiced a lot. And also the customers out there, y'all need, if you don't know something when you walk in the shop, ask. Ask, because, uh, you know, asking is how you get around, you know? Everything's organized alphabetically. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. And you got to understand something, okay? Uh, he's got a saying here, okay? It's what he does. He smokes cigars. And he knows things, okay? Yeah, so. He beat me to the punch. Did you just buy him a birthday present? Happy, happy birthday, by the way. Where's that plaque? You had a plaque. I got it out of I'll have to take a picture to show the audience members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but everything's very detailed, and it's very, um, like, everything has a reason behind it. The way yeah, you sure. light your humidor, the lighting is dimmed. Yeah, you know. keep it dim also because the uh, brightness of the light, you know. I mean, sure. it, it works on cigars. It, you know, like Candela, it tends to... Uh, Fade. Take fade away the, the greenness out of it, you sure. know, with the lights on there. You know, keep it. I keep it then when the customer goes in there. I'll, I'll raise up the, the lights so they can see and all that. But yeah, you know, that, that all that plays part in there. It's for everything that's in there is for a reason, sure. You know, and then you have a coffee maker in the front, you yeah, have bottles of water for us, yeah, you know, refreshments, we, yes, sir. We walk through, and now we enter into a lounge, yeah. very comfortable chairs. I mean. <laughs> You told me the other day you went into great detail and making sure yeah. these are top-notch chairs. Yeah, the size-wise, you know, one of the big Texas big chairs for the guys, you know, so you can sit down and feel cradled in there and relax, lay back, not sitting in a sausage packer, you know. <laughs> you know, I said some places where you, your legs go numb. By the time you get up, you know, it's not the cigars, the damn circulation's right. cut off to your legs, you know. Yep. Everything's yeah. elegant. You got pictures on the walls, everything yeah. to do something with cigars. Um, I, got, I mean I, everything, yeah. Yeah, I got paintings from my artists, local artists here. Uh, sure, done a great job, Mr. Goldsby. Yeah, yeah, very nice gentleman, and also got a nice uh, custom uh, cigar locker. Yeah, you know that I savage salvaged and uh, had it uh, battleship gray and with the leaves on it. It's real nice, you know. And then un- relax and unwind on that's, the wall. That's right? it. That's it. That's this this is like the epitome of uh, how I'd want my personal man cave to be you know just the relaxation simple big screen elegant, tv big screen tv yeah yeah right watch some john wick three. Oh yeah it was oh, anything where it's at some Come golf on, anything this is where it's at i know you're a very humble man you know so i do want to point out some of the reviews that you have on your website okay. i'm at it <laughs> i will i'm gonna i'm gonna acknowledge it and, and i'm sure you go through Thank it you. um but this is something where it, it makes an impression for people who find you you know everything's review based right yeah yeah and you've got you got a solid five stars. Yeah, you're up there. It's, it's hard, hard dedication and yeah. work and honesty. This is you earn it. You don't yeah. you don't fight for this. You can't pay for this, nah. right? No. And some of the reviews, you know, it's just for example, we got one is super knowledgeable and friendly. The owner joined us for a smoke and couldn't have been nicer. Great selection. 
Another individual is excellent aficionado lounge to enjoy a good smoke and conversation. Also watch some movies. Yeah. Um, we got an individual who wrote, I work at a local hospital periodically, and I stopped at this place to have a good-sized humidor and many high-end cigars. The hospitality of this place goes beyond anything above and beyond. I highly recommend this to anyone looking for cigar lounge and should come to this place. Um, I could scroll through the plenty more of five-star reviews, you know, like first impressions. First time hanging out, and I love it. Staff is friendly and knowledgeable. Cigar lounge is comfortable and relaxation. Fantastic selection of products. Sir, you've you've obviously put a lot of time and pride into what you do. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm, and it shows. I'm seven twenty four on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't take shows. a chance. You know, I, I I just can't sit here and have a customer come in and, and just walk in there and, and nobody's there to help the individual or the lady. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's you need to me too the thing that i like about it also is that he doesn't rush you out they close it you know very i mean six o'clock on the weekends nine o'clock you know saturday sunday or friday saturday rather um and uh if if we're sitting there watching a movie and doing a stick you know and he's like you know looking at his watch you know, he's not he's, <laughs> he's not doing that okay right he'll sit there as long as you sit there and 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 uh and of course uh i hate doing that to him but and I'm looking at, man, you want to go home. You've been here all day, you know. And, and uh, he's like, don't you worry about a thing. Uh, you know, just you do you, man. Come on. Right. You know? And he'll sit there with you. And that was, uh, it's, 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 that's the way it is, man. That know? was our first experience here the other day with Quinn and I. We came here come maybe an hour left before closing. We wanted to study a little bit. You had some John Wick playing, great selection of cigars. We enjoyed ourselves. Uh, you closed shop, so I was like, man, I get, we got to go. You know, like, I don't want to do this to this gentleman here. He's been so nice. You you locked up the door. You sat with us. Yeah. You had a conversation. That's it. Two hours into it, you know, you're just like, I, I even told you. I was like, don't don't let me steal you away from your what you do. And he's like, no, 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 no. What did you say exactly? You're like, this is what I do. Yeah, it's you know? what I do. This is my job. This is this is my life. This it's like is a what hobby. it is. It's like a hobby. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you join your cigar... There's nothing worse that you're enjoying a beautiful steak with a potato, and the guy says in a restaurant passes by you with a vacuum cleaner. It's oh, time. It's time to get busy. Yeah. You know, but well, having a hand cigar, hand you the bill. Yeah, you know, right. trying to rush you out of there. Yeah, you know? right. But having a cigar, man. Hey, I'm a man. I love my cigars, and I and I want everybody to enjoy the cigar like I would enjoy it. You know, and that's that's the way it is. To me, that's what makes you different from the rest out there. Is that Thanks. you truly take a time with your clients? Here. Yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes I, you know, my wife even tells me, "Hey, you're <laughs> talking those people to death." You know, <laughs> I said, "No, I'm educating. I'm educating, and I also love talking to people because, uh, you know, I tell you what, all this technology and all that stuff right now is is, is taking us away from from you know joining together and conversating, and like you know, it's just it's unbelievable how people forget how to talk to people sure. unless it ain't texting right you know so uh this is this is brings another thing that helps us out too and we do we do have a lot of fun and i do have a lot of respect for everybody and i appreciate my customers and you know we appreciate i wish you. them coming all the time it's we like, appreciate like going into a, uh, a restaurant and, and the whole family sitting there on a on an electronic device you know and they're not talking they're no longer you know conversing Right. And that's how it is, you know, it's having that opportunity to really share that experience. So, Brandon, did you have something? Um, I uh, want to say that the Southern hospitality definitely is a, 
live and well. All the way West. from New York. <laughs> That's where it's at. It's, it, yeah. it is a home away from home. It's a home away from home. So everybody oh, out there, good. you ever find yourself in Dothan, uh, Alabama, uh, Havana Breeze Cigar Lounge, they're off Apple Street. It's it's a must. If you want to find a place to not only find great selection of cigars, but hospitality, comfort, relaxation, communication, just yeah. the conversation. So yeah. I would definitely hire, highly recommend you to come back here. I know I'm going to be coming back here plenty of times. You're more than welcome. So, so thank you both for your time. It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Randy, you have any uh, closing thoughts? Uh, no, thanks for being on the show. And uh, I don't, um, we got to keep Mr. Bentley's information because we could do a whole episode on uh, how badass his job is, uh-huh. you know, being in a helicopter. Oh, you, forgot, like, you, forgot, you, you forgot about the uh, the grenade in the room. Oh, yeah, he, he is the grenade. I don't know if you were there, but he is, he's the grenade. He tosses grenades in, in the conversation and lets people have a debate, but in a very, like, very inspirational way. So thank like you both. It. Thank you both, Mr. Butch. Butch. Okay. Well, my name is Butch. I, uh, I own the Havana Breeze Cigar Lounge here in Dalton, Alabama. I've been a resident here for 20, 21 years. Uh, I love it. I'm not going to change it for anything. And I love my my store, and like I love my customers, and I love my cigars. And thank you very much, Mr. Randy. I hope one day you come up here and experience it. And I'm within thin lines. There you go. Perfect. Mr. Bentley. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm a career uh, flight instructor, Army uh, first, uh, and uh, now doing it you know, because I really love my job. I enjoy being there when the light bulb comes on. And uh, I'm also teaching with Liberty University, uh, Homeland Security, and uh, National Security, and Cybersecurity. And so when I'm not teaching America's uh, next generation of uh, fighters, the pilots, uh, I'm doing that. Okay, I'm also, uh, you know, so I'm a, I enjoy teaching. And uh, so, uh, of course, you know, the, I, I hate the old adage, you know, those who can't teach, right? That's not true. Um, I, I've, I've, I've lived it, done it. Uh, Department of State uh, in Afghanistan, Department of Defense in uh, Iraq, uh, plus my Army career. And uh, so, I've done it all, and uh, just a tremendous amount of respect for those that that uh, put themselves on the line every single day for our freedoms, and so uh, and absolutely uh, living within the line, brother. We appreciate you both. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Until next time, to you all out there, thank you for staying with us. And wherever you are, whatever it is that you do, just remember to stay within thin lines. <laughs>